Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Hi, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, this is episode 309. It's a, a review series, volume 12, battery comparison. We're finally mm-hmm. doing it. About time. Yay. Yeah. Nice. All right. Let's this catch was, up with. This topic was pre COVID, wasn't it? It was pre COVID, wasn't it? Damn. No. I, I think it was. Well, when did we buy the battery? So I, have to I want to believe it was pre COVID. Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it was 2021. <laughs> it, was it, was pre, it was pre George Bush, wasn't it? I think. Pre. I don't think so. Pre Vietnam. Kevin. I don't no. think so. No, no, no. No. Let's let's get the show back on. <laughs> let's catch up for everyone's week. Who wants to go first? I want to go first. Ian. Andy. No, me. I've been doing okay. some flying. I flew like nice. three days last week. Nice. And then when Damn. I haven't been flying, I've been simming. Trying to sim 10 minutes once or twice a day this past week. Um, it's too early to say whether it's helping cause I still suck, but you know, it can't hurt is what I figure. No, I started on Friday. I got on and simmed and got on discord with Kevin and some of the guys sim for a little while. And then I've done it the last four days. I've sweet man. Yeah. About, nice. ten, about 10 minutes works good for me. I can do it like 10, 12 minutes and then stop. It seems to be more helpful and then come back to it later. Like maybe do it in the morning and do it at night. Because if I, if I do more than that, I end up just screwing around. It's not useful at all. Mm-hmm. Right. It seems counterproductive actually. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, um, I don't know how many flights I did. Probably like two or three, two or three each day. So probably six or nine flights so it's not bad not bad since i haven't been flying any all winter all fall so it's cool cool man yeah very nice what about you kevin what you been up to dude i had one of the best weekends uh in my rc career nice i think i'm safe saying that Sure. Uh, I went. I went into the sim Friday night, uh, and I had a blast in the sim. I mean, it was good. It wasn't the sim wasn't. It was. It was fun. It wasn't like one of the best times I ever had in the sim, but stuff was kind of clicking, and I was enjoying. You know, the kind of there was a, just a few people in Discord. It was uh, Apollo and and Shaggy were there mm-hmm. from Telerotor. Andy was there. Ian was there. Um, I think Jared was in there and. Yep. Darren Weens showed up. So it was, it was a small group, but it was, it was cool. We got, you know, we were chatting and I was simming and I started to get down four point TikToks like down. Like I was like, holy shit. Like I'm actually getting the transitioning right. And was feeling very comfortable with nose down that I really, I mean, that's like my worst one, you know, mm-hmm. it's like nose right left is nose left is still a little bit shaky, but nose right's fine. And you know, tail down's fine. 
And then I was messing around with like doing rainbows and doing a slow aileron roll in the middle of it, kind of like not stopping and spinning, kind of like spinning, like doing the aileron roll as I'm moving, which is kind of initially kind of like a, a brain teaser because you're like mm-hmm. swinging around and then you're doing the opposite of what you normally do. So it's like you're pushing down, you know, you- and push pushing with the uh, with the negative collective, you know, on the other side of it. Are you doing it like a continuous through the rainbow or trying to just roll kind of in the middle of the rainbow? Like rainbow roll, finish the rainbow, or are yeah, you like, like rolling the whole whole time? Not stopping, but like doing it in the middle. Are you doing well, the, a slow roll that goes the entire rainbow? I'm trying to do a slow roll. It goes, I'd say I'm initiating the rainbow. So I'm going from like, 45 to whatever it's mm-hmm. half of 45 and 90 you know like 45 to 65 and that's when i'm starting to okay. like do the roll and as i as i come around i'm trying to like stick the landing almost you know nice. and, and stop it and flip back the other way yeah that'd be cool and it's it's that whole it, once i get past like mid center and start moving over that's when it kind of gets shorter because i'm i'm just like i said it's like a weird mm-hmm. thing to think about after doing rainbows for so long, you're like, okay, now I got to just push back the other way. But it, I was, it, it was cool. And then the sim, it was nice. in the sim, it was like weird and short. Uh, and then I, I was in the sim for a couple hours and then I went out to field on Saturday. Saturday was gorgeous down here. I know you guys experiencing some bad weather over the United okay. States and that sucks. Um, but uh, and I'm not even gonna joke around like oh it was cold it was 65 it was really nice here it was 72 there was like no wind the field was packed with with uh, people it was it was pretty cool to see nice and uh, I went out and started flying around with the uh, Oxy five and I was doing four point TikToks man in real life like just as I was doing it in the sim like nice. I was like holy cow like I'm it's really clicking I'm getting com- comfortable with nose down to the point where I was doing nose down you know side in different ways and uh then i started just pushing the model around with tiktoks different orientations and then those rainbows that i was talking about with the transition actually was easier in real life for me and looked better in real life than they did in the sim Mm -hmm. but man after that first flight where i was like i mean i'm still up there like i'm a mistake high you know at least to do the four point tiktoks you know when i started and uh yeah, I was I was thrilled, man. I got done with that flight, and I was like, "Holy shit, man! Sim is paying off." You know, like just nice. really clicked for me. Awesome. Sweet, dude. Yeah, and uh, so I got a bunch of flights in, like normal Oxy Five Six Ninety, and then this last flight I did with the Six Ninety, I was doing some. I did a couple of autos where I would go up and put it in lower head speed and come down and just float around a little bit. But then the last time I went up to do an auto. <laughs> I came screaming down and did a sliding auto like down the runway. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and I had I haven't done that in probably a couple of years. I used to do it. Remember Steve I used to do it with Oxy Three all the time, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, an idiot, and just have a lot of fun with that. And I was like, Dip it over like, staples. Yeah, I was like, well, the, our, this field's a lot smoother. Uh, do you have the, geotex the or the, yeah, it? it's geotex. Yeah, and there are staples, but I was I was keeping a watch on it. But I came in, I don't want to say I came in pretty hard, but I didn't float it at all. I came in and like, I hit it and just kept sliding, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I got done, I had I had people like, oh, like, they didn't know what to think when they saw me do it. They were like, I heard somebody behind me be like, oh, shit. And then I heard somebody go, what did he do, land that thing like a plane? And I heard somebody else say, yeah. 
And uh, a couple of people were clapping. They thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I like to nice. do that on the geotech because it's so slick. Once you start sliding, yeah. just start pirouing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Nice. You got to watch out for staples, though. They'll screw <laughs> yeah. you up. Not so bad on a 700. Yeah. Usually it'll go over them. Yeah, but it was, like I said, it was one of the better weekends that I had in the RC. Probably the best uh, as far as that, as far as going from like sim stuff to real life and being pretty confident. Uh, and, you know, I, it's it's funny when you do stuff like that after, you know, the first time you're like, I got to make sure I do it again. So it wasn't like a fluke. <laughs> you know, so I was doing it like mm-hmm. twice in one flight and then the next flight I went up and I was like, I got to make sure I can, you know, go through it again. And it wasn't even like I had to think about it. It was it was coming pretty pretty natural hopefully i can hopefully i didn't lose it over the week and i can do it again that's cool and in the in the category of nobody really cares i had a personal best i put it in the show notes that i ran i i i had went out on a three mile course and i actually ran a mile and a half on that three mile course on saturday and um something i was proud of and nobody cares well done dude No, I mean, seriously, I'm not being a dick, even though it probably sounds like it. That's good. Yeah. I couldn't run a mile and a half. Oh. I was proud of myself. 30 feet. (laughs) Yeah, dude, don't get me wrong. I'm huffing and puffing and I pass people or not pass people, but I, I'll see other people jogging and they're like, la, 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 la. And I'm like, I'm I'm holding a steady 80 beats per minute. You're like. I'm like pushing the capacity of my lungs, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. every step. Yep, yep. Cool. All nice. right, so who's next? Uh, I can Wanna go, go next. Yeah. Okay, and I'll go last. Yeah. Well, on top of working like crazy, uh, I actually was able to get a couple days off last week, and uh, one of those days I ended up going out flying and pretty much spent all day flying with uh, Keith over at the field that's like around the corner from my house. Um, I took uh, the Drake with me, the Drake 700, um, got the NX4, and I was going to try to maiden the the Black Nitro, which that did not happen. And it was like one of those things that was like so damn irritating. Like the only things I had to get set at the field was the, you know, the tail control rod, you know, make sure that was all set and good to go. And we had to set up the throttle. And one of the, one of the links on the throttle link I discovered had a fucking crack in it. So it's just like, Oh, great. So I had to run home anyway, real quick to grab something. So I went ahead and like grabbed whatever links I could find and took them to the field. And they were all too big for the actual linkage. So it was like, oh, great. So I'll just do what I can as far as setting it up. And I'm, I wasn't even going to push the limits because I, I, I don't want that thing to just run away when the link falls off. So pretty much set that aside. Um, I knocked out like four or five flights with the Drake. Um, practiced, uh, you know, did a lot of TikToks, uh, worked on some more of those half pyros, and just really had a good time. But like on the first flight of the Drake, I clipped a tree. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I saw that video. Oh, man. It was like, okay, just to kind of put it into a little bit of perspective, like for those who've like, who have gone to RCHO, this field 
it's actually just a tidbit smaller than RCHO. I mean, over at RCHO, you can fly over that tree line. But the field that's around the corner, you have a tree line, and it starts to go uphill. So, therefore, there's not really a whole lot of room, and those trees come up very quickly. Um, so, I forgot what I did, but I know I punched out. And I was in the middle of coming back down and bringing it back to me, so it was kind kind of a kind of a tail slide kind of thing going. But it was coming back, and I clipped one of the branches of the tree, and it, it didn't do a whole lot of damage. The only thing I noticed, like right off the gate, is like there was a like a dent in the blade and a few cracks, which to be expected. Well, as I was packing up um, the Drake, I was folding the blades back. I noticed there was like a layer of the, the carbon on the tail boom missing in like one spot. And I was like, Oh shit. Jeez. So that's yeah, not terrible. It was still damaged from when I, uh, sent it over to Steve's house. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, paint layer, but there's like a paint layer that can chip off. It, it's like a, it's like a paint layer and then like a, another layer to it. Oh yeah. So it, it took off a little bit, but it was like, Maybe like a spot of like a, of like a a dollar, you know, like a a dollar coin. So, I was like a dollar. That's a big. Yeah. Spot. <laughs> no, it's like a dollar coin. Yeah. yeah coin. Who okay, says that? Like a, a dollar yeah. coin. Well, if I said a dollar, you guys would think a dollar bill. Well, who would say a dollar? Yeah, so it's bigger than like, it's almost. Like, it's like yeah, a quarter. Like, like a quarter, bigger. Quarter, a half dollar. Somebody a might half say. Dollar. Yeah, half dollar coin. Well, a half dollar is like what, like that. And I know people bigger. my age might say half dollar, but it's but big as one of those one hundred penny coins, dollar coin. How many people have actually seen one of those? <laughs> one of those what, penny half coins flattened it. Oh, the dollar <laughs> coin, Susan B. Anthony. Yeah, I got oh, some. Of those. Anyway, continue with your story, dude. Sorry. But uh, anyway, you know, there's a little bit of damage to it, but nothing. Uh, you know. Nothing that's really going to be catastrophic to it. You know, I do have to get new blades anyway. Um, well, from the tree strike, I probably shouldn't put too many more flights on them. Nothing but, uh, $200 coins couldn't handle? <laughs> Sorry. Maybe. Just, just, uh, just tape one of those, you know, squished out pennies around it. It'll be fine. Some duct tape. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, um, I put a couple flights in on the, the NX4, which I almost drove that in the ground. Um, I gave it a little too much on the collective as I was doing a half bureau and just bogged the shit out of it. And it was like, Oh, it was like, Oh shit. So I had to like flip it as it was bogging and it, it damn near hit the ground. So prices averted on that one. I'm really surprised it really didn't go in. I mean, it, it was, it was close. Um, Put a couple flights in on that, um, and then we uh, pretty much got what more we could do as far as the black nitro set up. So it's like hopefully this weekend I'll be able to get it up in the air and fly it. I mean, really, that's all that I'm waiting on. But um, I was on Discord. Um, fun as always, Kevin, Andy. Um, Apollo, Shaggy, they were all on there. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And not one Steve. Not Steve. Not one Steve. Yeah, it was nice. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but I will say something that was awfully irritating. Uh-oh. No sooner I get on Discord, I'm kind of going through stuff on my bench and everything. I find a package of pitch links, you know, from uh, Robo, and they just happen to fit that, uh, you know, that the throttle linkage. So it was like, damn it, I could have, I could have maidened it right then and there if I would have actually found that package when I came home and, and like grabbed a whole bunch of like links and stuff and ran back to the field. So. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully next weekend on that one. And then other than that, I've just been working like crazy. So that's all I've got. All right. Okay. All right. So let's see. Um, so we recorded a podcast after that. I started working on the Black Thunder 700. So for a while now, I've had this Eagle Drift um, motor. Um, that I bought for specifically for competition or really for this helicopter. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go with uh, a little bit smaller design, a smaller size motor, mm-hmm. kind of like how they do with the F3C folks. Um, still keeping it 12S, so it's a 4035 size motor, um, 4035 HS series from Eagle Drift, and it's a 520 kV motor. Um, but I bought this motor specifically because it's a scale collection. And obviously, I'm not using it on scale, but because of the way the size and the KV, it's, it's you know you can use it for whatever. And I bought the scale collection because I just like the logo on the scale. Like What's it, it look has like? like the gears and the um, it's in the helicopter nice. now, so I'll, I'll post a picture. But basically, it has like it has like gears and and things, so it kind of looks more oh, cool. Gears and like, things. Yeah. So how do I how nice. do I describe it? Like, I don't know if you can see it. And uh, of course not. Hold on. I'm gonna make it so you guys can see this real quick because I think it's worth. Uh, yeah, I love gears and things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it looks it's like the inside of a watch. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like a timepiece. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, because of that, I wanted the scale version, uh, the scale edition here. That's nice. Um, yeah. So I got that installed. Um, I got it with the stock. I think it's a 21-tooth pinion, whatever pinion I had in there. Um, I didn't even change anything. I just slapped it together, put it in there. I didn't change anything in the controller. Um, I put the V-bar back on. This was the one that I was going to test a whole bunch of fibros units on. So mm-hmm. um, initially, since I had the V-bar set up, I put the V-bar back on there. Um, and this... So this Saturday, I went to go fly it. So I'll kind of move on to the second point here. So I flew on Saturday um, before the snow, hail, rain, whatever this crappy weather was coming through Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I brought to the field. First of all, it was, it was 30. It was like about 34 degrees mm-hmm. and about seven mile per hour wind, mm-hmm. just to give an idea of what, what the weather condition was like. Um, but it was clear skies. Okay. Um, so I brought the raw electric. The raw nitro, the Kraken 580 nitro, and my Black Thunder 700. Damn. Um, right off the bat, I'm like, no one's here at the field. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me bust out the raw electric, kind of just get a couple of flights in. Um, I may or may not have had a battery that was charged for like a week or so. So I wanted to kind of get that battery discharged. <laughs> you know, first thing, you know, it was my first priority of the day to get that battery discharged. Let's say. Yeah, because it's been a um, week. I mean... 
God yeah, forbid you go another sweet. hour. That'd be terrible. I know, I know. I just I <laughs> couldn't couldn't deal with it anymore. <laughs> so uh, I got a couple of flights on that, and that was uneventful. It was good, you know, kind of warm-up flights. Didn't really go too crazy with it. Um, and then I, I took out the Kraken 580 um, Nitro. And the first flight, you know, took it easy again. I, I kind of richened up the, the motor because I knew it was, it was extra cold and extra dense out. So I figured, let me just give it a little more um, fuel. Yeah. And it was running good. You know, no problems. It was running real good. I was having fun. Um, this is with 600 size blades on it now. So it's it's really feeling better on the collective stops for me. So I'm, I'm having a good time with it. And and um, so, like, first flight's done. I go and fuel right back up. I'm like, I'm going to do another flight. I still got some battery on the uh, receiver pack. And I take off, and I and I get about a minute and a half in the flight, and I'm doing forward flips, but I'm kind of doing, like, the forward flip collective stops. And I'm doing it, I don't know, kind of low, but it's also kind of low and far out, so it's hard to gauge the floor. And on the flip from inverted to upright, um, yeah, I basically kind of, like, pop it up, and I do a little tail slide, and I kind of hit the tail on the floor, and... Take the tail in. Um, the tail Ooh. boom ended up going in through the blades a little bit. Ooh, so ouch. I kind of chopped the tail boom off. Um, it popped off and cut in half. <laughs> so you know, did a a karate chop and a and a just you know, and it also disconnected from the heli, which is what it's supposed to do. Um, whatever, not a big deal. That that helicopter has been. I've been flying it like it's. It's going to go in, you know, RCHL style. So I expected this to eventually happen, and it did. Uh, I then, you know, on that nitro kick, I, I start up the, I fuel up the uh, raw nitro, and oh my God, I really enjoy flying this helicopter. Like, I really enjoy it. Like, to the point where, like, I'm like flying, and I'm like, I don't know how long I've been flying for, but I'm just going to fly until I feel like it's too long or the motor's going to kick out, like, stall. And I ended up, that's one of the screenshots I posted. I ended up flying a 7-minute, 17-second flight. 717 is kind of interesting number. Um, and running the tank almost dry. Like, there is, like, a sliver of fuel in the bottom of that tank in that, that second picture um, that I posted there. Um, so, of course, you know, having a great flight, I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I'm going to fuel this bitch back up, and I'm going to throw it right back up in the air. And I start fueling up, and then I notice my Jersey Mahler can and the, the little electric pump I have is, like, making weird noises. And I look, and I'm like, damn it, no fuel left in the can. I got about oh. half, like, less than half a tank in, in the, yeah, oh. less than half a tank in the heli. And I'm just like, I mean, I could fly a couple minutes. I'm like, no. Screw it, man. I'm pissed <laughs> off. I can't believe I didn't bring any more fuel. <laughs> any more 22 and a half. Let's, I did have 30%, but this is a oh, OS-105 shim for 22 and a half. So I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I ran out of fuel. Um, so then I threw up the Black Thunder 700. And I flew that, one battery pack, testing out, you know, whatever 60% is. Like, it's like... 14, 1500 on the head, this low head speed, you know, you take off and you move the helicopter and you do one of these half a lips thingies and then you move it back. And then I got bored and I did some upstairs maneuvers to see like how that felt with the new motor. Um, 
see if it, you know, felt like it had good power, felt, you know, see how it performed on bank two and bank three. And I couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't tell the difference, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I had an Exnova Lightning 45, 25, 560 in there, and I could not tell the difference with this 40, 35, 520 KV doing the F3C stuff. Obviously, if I were to, like, probably kick it up and do some crazy head speed stuff, I'll probably notice it, and the, it'll probably, probably come down hot. But, yeah, for the F3C stuff that I was, the sportsman class, I was just messing around with. Um, I ended up doing four minutes of that, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll land. And, um, yeah, the motor was cool. You see, I think I pulled, like, like 80 amps or something, like something slow and low. Jeez. That wasn't bad. Okay, the last two flights. I did a lot of flights flying that day, and this is only within, like, a three-and-a-half-hour time at the field, which I love going to the field when, and when there's no one there sometimes just because you can get these flights in. But um, I went back to the raw electric, and I had two batteries with me that I charged up. I guess in in a little bit of haste, you know, because I was supposed to get a, a certain 580 size helicopter on Friday, but I didn't end up actually getting it till today. But um, so I charged up a 7s pack, and I charged up an 8s pack, uh, the two 4s um, packs I have for an 8s setup. And I'm like, what the heck? Let me fly it in the raw. Let's see what it feels like. So, you know, I did the 8S first to try out. And these are Maniacs Eco Packs. These are, um, I think they're 25C. <laughs> like, they're like receiver pack C rating. <laughs> like, I think they're 25C packs. They're Eco Power. They're 4200 milliamp 4S packs. And there's two of them. They're like the white ones. And I just threw it in a raw. And... Let me see what, you know, bank three and, and see what it goes. And it was about, I think I was pulling 1450, 1460 on the head. At least that's what I was reading. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it felt very similar to the raw nitro. Like flight mm-hmm. characteristics, weight, um, pop, how it moves, like when I punched it, you know. Giving mm-hmm. full collective punches and seeing how it moves and how it's handling the, I don't know what I have, 12 and a half, 13 degrees of, of pitch. Um, it was awesome. I did a five-minute flight, and I came down with about 35 on the battery, so I think it was probably about 10% remaining. Um, so I think I leave about 25 in, so probably said 10% remaining on the battery. I did a five-minute flight, and I pulled about 80 amps on that, or less than that, 79 or something like that. But I was doing all the stuff I was doing on the raw nitro mm-hmm. on this helicopter running it at EDS setup, which impressed nice. the copy. Now, the head speed is much lower. It doesn't make the same noises, obviously, minus, you know, minus the engine noise, obviously, too. But it doesn't make, like, you know, the blade noises and the tail noises. It's not running the head speeds that the raw nitro is running. But, you know... Running the the switchblades that I'm running, um, it just felt like so similar. Well, it's a it's a lot you lower know? head speed, but it's also a lot lighter. Yes, I and used to I'll run six S on seven hundreds all mm-hmm. the time, just for fun yep. here and there. It's it's a lot of fun. So what I did the next time, well, the next flight is now I had the seven S pack, 
So it's a seven X mm-hmm. Mini X forty five hundred C seventy C pack. It's a it's a pretty beefy pack. And I was pulling about thirteen eighty on the head with a seven S. And that was not enough head speed. Way not enough head speed. Where I was doing maneuvers and I twice there were two moments where I, I thought the raw was gonna go in because I just didn't have enough to stop the helicopter. Yeah, you gotta um, think ahead. Doing that and for the sure. timing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know the maneuver is what I'm gonna do, but like normally when you have a little bit more head speed and pop and float, you can, you know, you the timing timing becomes like, like it's easy to set up your timing. You 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 recognize your timing every time you do your collective stops and everything. But when you run that low head speed with the mm-hmm. same pitch, the timing gets thrown off. So you have to, like you said, you have to be kind of ahead of it and. And not try to do it so low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but I was thoroughly amazed how great the raw electric flew at that head speed um, with the maneuvers that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you were talking about, Kevin, four-point TikToks. I was not practicing four-point TikToks, but I was practicing four-point rainbows. Um, nice. Because I wanted to really learn the transition. You know, when you go tick and then you start pushing and you do the aileron, you're, you're rotating, doing the roll, you're doing the rudder with the your aileron to push it like this. I want to get those really like pow, like, so I'm not like fixing it, you know, when I'm doing it. I want to make sure I'm like, I'm getting that 90 degree points or uh, every time. So yeah. I, I've been doing rainbows to slow it down to kind of like, you know, um, get the maneuver and the timing down. But one other maneuver that I've been messing with a while back was like this paint stirry thing, TikToks, where you kind of like yeah. stir the thing. And it's really messy for me, and I can kind of do it, and I can keep it in the air, but it's really messy. But I was, I figured out like a different maneuver for me to do, and I don't know what it's called, but it's a TikTok, but I do 45s. So I, I do a TikTok, and then the next time I do 45, and then I I do 45s each time. Um, so it's still tailed down, but, it, you know, the helicopter's in that 45-degree angle. Yeah, yeah. At, at every other TikTok. And I was practicing that, and it was actually, I was actually doing it on the raw electric at 1,400, <laughs> which is impressive. But, um, but yeah, I was doing that on the nitro and, and all the helis, and I thought, like, I was like, it's a pretty cool maneuver for me to kind of work out because yeah. I, I want to try to do it, like, across the sky, you know? Mm-hmm. Those are... Those are fun because you, they get you. I don't know. For me, they get me pumped because I'm doing it like one that way, and then I'm swinging around and doing it. It's like mm-hmm. it, it just looks cool. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um. All right. Beyond that, so I did crash the Kraken 580 Nitro. So, um, part of the wrenching I did this week was I did take out the motor ESC and Neo out of the Kraken 580 electric. Um as a donor for the 580 raw electric. So I had uh, basically all the parts I needed to fix the Kraken 580 Nitro. So the tail boom went on, the head went on. Um, really, that was it. <laughs> the tail and the head. Nice. Uh, and the swash plate, because I, I bent the, sw- the crap out of the swash plate. Never done that before. Yeah. Uh, saw so, that, man. That was crazy. Yeah. So that helicopter's all ready to go. Um, I've already mocked up and cut out all the nitro 
cutouts for the canopy, so I am rocking the electric blue and yellow canopy with the yellow and blue boom as the 580 Nitro now. So I'll, I'm curious to see how that's going to look in the air. Um, there's a bunch of stuff I shipped out to Ian, so that's on on the way. So you should get that yep. by this Friday. I believe um, so. Yep. Nice. Uh, today, I got the 580 raw electric with uh, the blades I ordered. So I got two sets of the S700 um, SAB blades to give it a try. So can't wait for that. And I do have one last thing. Um, you know, I've been with BK Servos for, for pretty much, I think, like six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm officially stepping down from BK as a... I don't know, field rep or team pilot or whatever I was for BK. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to give a huge shout out to Bert, Ron, Kyle. Like, I'm still part of Switch Rotorblades, but just on the servo side, I've, um, I'm, you know, there's all these brands out there now and all these new things that I want to try. So, you know, I didn't, I feel like it wasn't, I couldn't try these things while being on the team, you know, even though I could have done it behind the scenes and no one care, but I just, I didn't feel right testing out someone else's and buying other people's products, um, being a team pilot on a, another servo brand. So, so yeah, I announced that, uh, I've, you know, stepped down from being on a BK servos. So I am trying out some new stuff on the servo side. I'm excited to, to give it a try and, you know, see, so you'll be seeing some new posts with new things out there for me. Cool. Right cool, on, man. Dude. Well, that was a lot. God, I got to cut these down to like three bullet points instead of six. Hey, I did have a lot offline. going on this. I did have a lot going on. Yeah, I'm going to have that raw flying tomorrow, man. I'm going to meet that shit tomorrow. <laughs> All right, let's go into the main topic here. What do we got? Review series, huh? Review series. I guess it's Volume a review. Yeah, it's kind We've of a review. It's more of a comparison, but. Yeah, but it's part of the review series that we have. Um, right. But it is it is a comparison, and with that comparison, we're gonna give a huge disclosure. Huge disclosure. So listen up, everyone. This is completely our bias opinion. No, that's not say. true. Okay, so we're not biased. Biased opinion. <laughs> we we no. did the best we can, but it's not like yes. we used lab uh, equipment to test all this shit. We tested yeah. it with hobby grade testers and mm-hmm. did our flights and stuff, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's biased at all. No, no, I'm joking with that. The, the other thing I would want to say is that, um, um, Andy and I both did testing of these batteries, um, separately. So obviously like how he pushes a battery and how I push the batteries may be different. Um, you know, his flights versus my flights, they're definitely gonna be different. We did, um, have the same type of tester and, and yeah, we'll go I'll, over the yeah let me just speak on that real quick yeah i use we use the uh the rev electrics ir tester you can still get it in some places i know rev electrics is out of business now but i found this thing in stock in a few places i got two of them so i checked the same battery with each tester to kind of see if they were because a lot of these IR testers can vary, like they'll be consistent mm-hmm. within itself, but 
if you use this tester and then you go use a different tester, it, you could get totally different numbers. So I got two testers, checked them with a battery. They were very, very close. So I would say within 0.02 milliohms or 20 okay. micro ohms. I think that's right. So very, 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 very close. And I, I did that several times to kind of get a, a baseline. And then I shipped one of them out to Steve. So yep. our number, while yes, our flying styles are a little bit different, but we also sometimes will do an easy flight. Sometimes we'll do a hard flight. You know, I can yep. push batteries pretty good and I, I mix it up a little bit. All things considered, it's not an unreasonable way to do it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not as good as doing them in a lab setting or something with a load. No, no. But right. it's real-world conditions. Yep. Real-world yeah, condition, was, and we did our best, obviously, like you mentioned. So. And I was going to add, it sounds to me like you guys did a well-rounded like overall review, not a lab test review or comparison mm-hmm. based on what, like, the average hobbyist is going to have and what he's going to you yeah. know experience yeah exactly um, um one of the things i want to mention is that um you know we're going to go over this the, the comparison is going to go over basically after the irs and what we saw as, as the ratings mm-hmm. after three break-in cycles that we've done each on our chargers and then and then we did a 10 and then a 20 flight um yeah, yeah, we checked them new. We checked them mm-hmm. after three break-in cycles, and then after ten flights, and then twenty flights. Yeah. Now okay. I do have more flights than that on some, several of these packs. Um, I'm in the thirty somethings on each of these packs, but yeah, I think uh, twenty was good enough. You know. Yeah, me as well. And I just checked. Mine haven't changed much from twenty much to up. thirty. It's very, very okay. little difference. All right. Okay. So, yeah. Remember, these are our opinions and these are our findings. Um, if you don't like them, oh well. Okay. I would suggest <laughs> buy batteries and check them yourself. Like yeah. seriously, because yeah. now our findings when we did this could be completely different than yes. your own. So. Yes. And another disclaimer. Um, the batteries we got are the batteries we got. Like, I don't know if I might've gotten a bad cell or might've gotten a good cell or vice versa. Yeah, like, we that, just don't know. That's another thing. You know? to, to have really done this the best way, we would've got like six, Several. eight, ten of each brand. But yeah. Steve didn't yeah, want to loan me the money to buy them and he wouldn't <laughs> buy them for me. So I just couldn't bankroll that. After I bought the Pulse Pack, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about these packs, though. Come on. Yeah, but even <laughs> though you guys it. are saying all that, you know, when I watch mm-hmm. a review on PC products or anything like that, you know, sometimes these companies are shipping these items out to these YouTubers that they know are reviewing them, and yeah, that's a good, they still yeah. get shit wrong. That's a good point as well, Kevin. These were all just bought from hobby stores yes. randomly. None right, of these yes. were shipped to us for review purposes. Yep. Yeah. So that's yep. a good point, too. Yes. Okay. So, Kevin, Ian, ask away. What do you guys want to know? So, I want to know what brands you guys tested. Okay. Let's go down the list. So, we have Maniacs. We have Gen's Ace. We have two different Maniacs, actually. Yes. Yes. 
Thank you for, for saying that. We have the blue 45C Maniacs. 5,000 5, yeah. mm-hmm. And we have the, um, the red 70C5100 milliamps. And just an asterisk, a little milliamp per hour. Yeah, just a little asterisk um, about these 5100s. Um, these are no longer, I don't think you can get these packs anymore. They're, okay. They have a new cell version of the 5100 70Cs. So things like the weight and the size dimensions are going to be, um, be different, different than what you yeah. can get now. Yeah. So, okay. so this is at the time that we bought these packs and we'll go over it. Um, we bought these packs all around the same time. At basically at the middle of February to middle of March, we purchased these all these batteries. Mm-hmm. Um Last so again, year. we'll just go down to the list here. Yep, in 2021, the Maniac 6S 5045Cs. We have two of those packs. We had a single Gen Zace 6S 5060C pack. Um, we have, these are now stick packs here, or for, for the next three. So we had a Pulse 12S 5070C stick pack, a fully maxed 12S 5000 milliamp um 70c stick pack and then a maniacs 12 uh 12 s 5100 milliamp 70c pack milliamp hours steve milliamp hours yes i don't know why everybody calls it milliamps milliamp hours is a capacity measurement not milliamps all right ma i'll do it even worse. no don't do that i'll punch you through the computer 5000 ma 5000 ma and (laughs) i heard somebody do that on a review one time and i i hated them for it (laughs) No, no, wait, sorry. It's Maha. 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 <laughs> because the A is. <laughs> Anyways, milliamp hours, yes, yes. All right. I'm That's saying meh to Ma. all that. <laughs> meh. Um. <laughs> all, all right. right. So, so we already covered what you guys used to yeah. test the, the data. Yes. There was another question I, I was going to have in regards to the battery itself, but. Uh, I forgot Wait, it now. Did we get all that through gibberish. all the batteries, or did I distract Steve? Just talk about the I last, think the last one. one we didn't get through. The last one was HRBs, Success 5050C oh, okay. packs, and these and are the non-graphene. The quote, these were the gray. Yes, like these Amazon are the, the non-graphene, the AKA Amazon packs. Yes, mm-hmm. that, a lot of people know them by that. So I know what I wanted to ask. Did you guys just take them out of the pack, charge them up? And Flyme, or did you do a break-in on all the batteries, or how did you guys yeah, do you it? Listen. Yeah, if you rewind no, did the you show about five minutes, you'll hear how we did. Uh, <laughs> yes. We tested them mm. out of the pack. We did three-cycle break-in, and then we'd test them after 10 flights and after 20 flights. Oh, okay. Nice. But, I mean, but I guess what, I'm, what I wanted to ask was, like, was the break-in, the break-in cycles is that done on on the charger? On the charger. On your charger? charger. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, not in real life, not fly. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to ask, in a roundabout way. <laughs> okay. So, let me ask you: How you tested these things? Did you go out? Like, did you do? Like, how did you test them? Did you hardcore three D? Did you? Put around so, a mix, so they, just normal flights. Yeah, just do your normal flying. I did my right, normal so flying. Yeah, average hobby guy testing, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good though, because I, I mean, if you give these to a Kyle Stacy, you know, that could have different effects on some of the batteries. Obviously, right? Definitely, they they'll definitely you know hit the packs harder. Right? Yeah. 
And for me, and I, I assume Steve probably as well, some flights were, I'm not going to say high head speed, but higher head speed, more aggressive. I would push yeah. them some flights, but then some flights they wouldn't be. You know, I would be doing something else or could be doing some different hover practice or a bunch of autos or, or stuff like that. So I kind of mixed it up a little bit. Okay. I'll be honest with mine. It depends if I want to get out of there or not. <laughs> so sometimes it'd be like a bank two flight, you know, 1800, 18, you know, 20 nice and, you know, good head speed to, to practice stuff, collective stuff, do all that stuff. But there'll be times where like, it'll be late in the day at the field and you know like i've done a lot of nitro flying and i just have these couple batteries left and i'll just go straight to bank three mm-hmm. bah, 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 just beat the yeah, pack sure. as quick as i can i'll go down to 20 percent, and i'm like okay that's good enough for storage and i'll oh you know mm-hmm. end the flight so and those are like three minute flights but that's still a mix um, i mean you don't do that every time sure yeah no well, for sure yeah so okay. right on so um how were the batteries stored? I mean, did you keep an eye on like temps uh, as far as storing them? Yeah, mine are put on storage charge and then kept in the house. Yeah, sixty nine, seventy degrees Fahrenheit. I'm different. I store them in the garage, and it's not insulated, so it is whatever it is close to outside temperature. You know, obviously there's no wind chill and things like that, but. Um, I don't, I store them at storage charge, so three, you know, 3.85, but I don't store temp wise in the house. Now for the testing though, I did bring them in the house and give them a day or two to get to, um, acclimated, get it acclimated into room temperature. And we just tested across the board, all of them at storage charge. Yeah. So all the IR testing, 3.85% okay. at. 69 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Yes. That yes. was consistent because that can make a huge difference in your readings. Oh, absolutely. So we both yes. tried to be the same with that. Yep. Okay. Next question. So or should we go over some numbers? Yeah, I was going to say, let's go over some numbers. I think we got a pretty good baseline on how you guys okay. tested. So one of the first things I want to point out is the price of, of these batteries. I think yes. I think um, the price point is a factor that people need to consider when they're buying Absolutely. batteries, right? So, so um, kind of shouting out the most expensive and the least expensive. Um, I have to divide this by two here. Hold on a second. So the Pulse was the most expensive pack. Um, that came out at, uh, let's see here. $174.50 per 6S pack. Per 6S pack, yeah. Yeah. So it's $349 for the stick pack. Or if we break it down to a single 6S pack, it's $174.50. Mm-hmm. Um, the least expensive, which I'm sure people listening to this yeah, who bought these Amazon packs, are the HRB oh. 6S 5,000 milliamp per hour. Mm-hmm. 50c packs um these are the ones that like i don't know if you have them do you have the packs in front I of do. you can you show for the folks that can check it out on uh on our um youtube page you'll see these are the standard silver um the black, straps the black. on them but you can tell what yeah. they are 
Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're the normal ones you get from Amazon. They're, you know, so they're $69.99 per 6S pack. $70. $70. So for the pair, it's $140 for a 12S 5,000 mAh pack. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, you have your middle of the grounds, which are, I would say, like the Maniacs 45C. Um, it's probably around that middle ground where yeah, like, you're paying uh, about 100 120 per mm, pack, right? Per pack, 240 for a pair or a stick pack. Yeah. The Gen's Ace was 124 well, 125 The mm-hmm. Fully Max was 222 so that's 111 111 yeah. So that's, that was pretty that's cheap, pretty too. Pretty reasonable, so that's, yeah. Yeah. And the Maniacs, so, the fifty, mm-hmm. the seventy C fifty one hundred milliamp hour was two seventy five. So what would that be for a pair or a stick pack? Oh, it's uh, one thirty seven fifty. Yeah, one thirty seven fifty. Yeah. So a, a, a little range there. They seem yeah. like they all kind of run in that one twenty to one forty range. I would say with the pulse mm-hmm. being a little more and the HRB being. Obviously, Wait, half last. price, but <laughs> yeah, hmm. half price. But did it give you half the performance? I don't know. We'll find out. So we kind of talked about the cost, but what about the weights? Yeah, weight is very important to me, and it should be important to you if you're listening to this, because mm-hmm. I don't know anything that can. Well, I would shouldn't say anything. Weight of your batteries in your heli affects the weight of your heli probably as much as anything else. Like you can use a lighter battery and cut a lot of weight out or use a heavy pack and add a lot of weight depending on what you're doing. I would say, yeah, like you can go more so to mini servos and it wouldn't give you that much weight saving. Right. Compared to, and of course, you know, a large ESC, a large motor would affect Mm -hmm. it as well. But battery weight seems to be a lot of difference, but not all what, but sometimes the same or very close to the same performance. Whereas if you use a larger ESC or a larger motor, you obviously get more performance for that weight. But sometimes a super heavy battery doesn't give you more performance than a light or medium weight battery. And it makes a big difference. I mean, like half a pound or a pound, even in certain cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's go over the heaviest pack. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, asterisks on this one, like I said, the Maniacs 5170C packs um, at the time, these were, they're noticeably bigger and they're noticeably heavier than any other 12S pack um, that we tested. It's It's a considerable taller pack compared to the other packs, like... You know, there's there's it's a lot of differences that you can kind of see right off the bat when you're looking at these packs. Um, oh wow, yeah. yeah, that's a big difference. And I'm trying to keep it level as possible, but like you can tell that the the maniacs is definitely um, taller. You know, and I mean, I we'll talk about the weights, but the so the weight of um, the maniac single, like a single cell pack, is 890 grams. Now, I don't know what that means to me, like 90, okay. But if you're compared to the lightest pack. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, 
actually working on the difference here and then I got distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. What's the lightest yeah, so, ones? So when you look at the lightest one that we weighed out was the Genesis six S five thousand sixty C at seven oh nine grams. So almost a hundred and eighty grams lighter. That's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, a noticeable difference in flight, especially. Yeah, so that would be let's see, three sixty-two grams. Okay, that's twelve point seven seven ounces for two batteries, like a twelve S setup. I mean, that's three quarters of a pound. Yeah, three quarters of a pound. Wow, wow. big difference. That's a lot of weight, right? Yep. So uh, yes. now. <laughs> Now, most of these batteries, um, that is the far extremes, right? The heaviest and the lightest. Now, the most medium packs, they're weighed about, the, look like 735 to 790 Yeah, um, I'm going to say most of these are, like here, 793, 789, 790, 791. Right. They're in that 790 range. You know, right. maybe a little bit less, but that, that HRB is a little bit less, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I was saying the HRB is the lightest and the other one's the heaviest, but all the rest of them fall in that 890, yeah. 888 range. Yeah. I mean, 790, 788 range. Right. 789. So about 100 grams different. What's mm. 100 grams in, in you know, America? <laughs> in America. In America. Imperial. That's 3.5 ounces. Okay. So, but... Times two, that's seven ounces. Yeah. So almost like basically like a almost less than ha- half, almost a, pound, half right? a pound. Yeah. Almost wow. half a pound. Right. So think about our helicopters when we're talking about like, oh, it's 12 and a half pounds to 13 pounds. <laughs> you don't want to be flying a 13 pound Italy. You want to be flying that 12 and a half pound Italy. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So batteries can make a huge difference. Or it can be a 12 pound and you bring it down to 11 and a half. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, do it really makes a huge difference. Yeah, I gotta see what that. I gotta look up my um, the picture of the Ada setup because I weighed that to see the the milli, the the weight of that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious how it stacks up to these batteries. I know it's definitely been uh, it's definitely light. Like if it's as light as the seven S pack that I have, which is incredible. I'll go look that up while we uh, talk about the next thing here. So, yeah. All right, IRs. Right? This is what people want to know. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's different thoughts on this. As far as Mm -hmm. I'm concerned, the IR of the sales is one of the, I don't know if it's the best, but definitely the easiest way to measure. Probably the best. The lower the IR, the higher the pack performs. I mean, at least in in my test, yes, the higher. The more amps you can draw from the pack before bringing it down to low voltage. Yeah. So a lower IR is better. And this isn't, this is, I don't even know exactly how to explain it all. It's not, you can't take a multimeter and just check the resistance from one cell to the other. There's math involved and algorithms Mm -hmm. and all kinds of shit that I'm too stupid to understand. So you got to use a tester. (laughs) You have to use a tester specifically that can do this. Now, um, a lot of people will, so a lot of people will say, well, what about the IRs I get on my charger? 
You know, I'm charging and I, it gets fully charged up and then I can go and look at the IRs, right? Right. What about those IRs? Okay, that is useful data to compare your packs to see if maybe you have a sale that starts getting like really high. But mm-hmm. in my experience, that is does not equate well to the true C rating of the pack because yes. when it's charging, you're flowing current through there, you're heating up the sales. So yep. it measures the local reactions are going yep. considerably lower in my experience. Yeah. Depending on the charger, I know my old iCharger 40, what is it? 4010 Duo. You could plug mm-hmm. a pack in that's on storage charge, you know, room temperature. You could hold a button or two buttons and it would do an hour test. That I found pretty accurate. It didn't oh, always didn't meet, match some of these other meters. But it was mm-hmm. consistent. Okay. Um, but but uh, testing it while it's charging, I found to be like okay to see. Oh wow, that cell is three. Yeah, three milliohms higher than the rest. There's a problem. That's good and that's useful data. But as far as saying, well, this whole pack is you know these are tests two point five milliohms, then it should be you know whatever C rating which we're going to get to next, I don't find that super consistent or very useful unless you can check it without it being charged. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So basically saying that when you're charging a battery, it's chemical reactions are happening. It's heating up. Mm -hmm. There's flow of electricity. So it skews those numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. So, especially like Revel Electrics, right? Because that's the charger I, I'm familiar with. That's the charger I use, charging, I use now, yes. So, I'm charging. While I'm charging, I'm like, tick. And it's like, okay, I can look at the IRs, right? I can scroll that next menu and I can look at the IRs. And I see they're all like one, one point something. They're yeah, super low they're really and everything, low. especially for, for 5,000 mm-hmm. 6S packs, right? Let's not get confused with, you know, three, 2S, 2,500s, they mm-hmm. will... The IRs will be way higher, like 30s, 20s, 30s. But um, so so these are the IRs that we got, and and how do we get the true C rating? Let's kind of discuss okay, that before the, we get yeah, into it. I use a um, there's a formula, and unfortunately, I didn't get the formula. I asked around, nobody knew, and I was too lazy to like start emailing people to really get it. But there's a there's an online tool in at least two different places where you can punch your numbers in and it will spit out the the max current rating or the the C rating. The first one is jj604.com lipo tool and then if you go to Soko Heli tool he has a calculator page on his website that you can punch this stuff in as well. You need your capacity, your cell count, your hour reading of your sales, and calculating this, you use whichever sells the highest. So if you have five of them that are 1.8 and one of them's 2.2, you would punch in 2.2 in that instance. Because that's as much, you, you kind of go by the, the lowest sale yeah. or the yeah. highest sale. So the IR, weakest link in The weakest cell. link, yes. Right. It's going to be your best performing pack yep. or the best to, or the best that the pack can perform. Yes. So that's what I, what I use to figure this. And it's, it could be a little on the conservative side. In my 
opinion, you can use this rating, you can pull this, whatever it tells you, you can pull this amount of current through this pack without damaging it. Could you pull more for a short time? Yes, yeah. possibly, depending on course, the temperature. Yeah. Will it shorten the life of the pack? Possibly. Probably. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we don't know. <laughs> I don't. I know we're saying we don't know a whole lot, but batteries are complicated. Yeah. 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 All this stuff is really complicated, and and we're looking at numbers, like a whole bunch of numbers, and. Uh, We'll, we'll post these numbers so people can see them. We'll post screenshots yeah. of this uh, Google Doc here so you can see what our ratings were after three breaking cycles, after 10 and, and 20. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the very least, it helps us show the differences, right? Yeah. Like how it can range so varying from manufacturers and, I guess, quality control, right? right? I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone knows that the C rating printed on your battery means pretty much absolutely jack shit. Yeah, it's total BS. It might be useful in a brand. So if a brand has a a 40C mm-hmm. and a 60C, usually the 60C will be better. Will it be 20C better? No. But um, it might be some better. But if brand A has a 60C pack and brand B has a 60C pack, who the fuck knows? One could be yeah. way better than the other one. There's yes. really no standard to this. It's just kind of whatever they decide yeah. to print or whatever method they use to test, which could be That's it. a million different ways. It's a, the method that they use to test can be widely varying from manufacturer to manufacturer. Right. Some test at the cell, some test at the, you know, beyond the cell. Yeah, they may be testing to destruction. They may be, de- you know, depending on the load. Yeah. The, there's a million factors that right. go into play. Yeah. Um, but what this is really, really, really useful for is if you measure these IRs and you have two packs, one from brand A and one from brand B, and you measure the IR, you punch it in this website calculator, mm-hmm. that will tell you which one's better. I mean, yeah. that it's, it's pretty consistent with that. So let's go okay. over a couple of these. Yeah. Um, How do we want to do it? Let's just grind down through them real quick, um, through all, all right. of them, because I think this is what people want to know. And then we'll yeah. hit, or do you want to hit the f- highest and lowest first? Okay, let's let's hit the let's hit the highest and lowest, just because it's interesting um, what the true C rating of the highest and then what true C yeah. of the lowest. Well, I wonder what, well, it doesn't matter. I was going to say, I wonder what Kevin and Ian would think was the highest and lowest, but. Oh, that's a it, good question, though. It, it's hard to, yeah. You guys have any thoughts? I think they fell asleep. Uh, I would kind of think that the pulse would be in the higher. Okay, you, you're talking. Expensive? You're talking about the true C rating. The true C rating, as mm-hmm. far as it's what it's branded. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of think, and I haven't really looked through the data. Only because I I don't have much experience with them. The maybe the fully max is the is the one that's off more. I don't okay. know. That's my guess. Yeah. If I didn't have anything to go by, I would say the the most ex. Well, I would say the heaviest ones the highest, and the lightest ones the lowest. <laughs> yeah. Because that's been my experience. The heavier they are, usually the lower the. IR reading, which equals higher true C rating. 
And if anybody doesn't know, the C rating is the amount of current that can be pulled out of a pack without damaging it. So, for example, a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, that equates to 5 amps. If it has a 20 C rating, you should be able to pull 100 amps out of that without causing it damage, without shortening its life unduly. Right. Excessively. Excessively, yes. Does that mean you could pull 300 amps out of it for a second and a half? I mean, it doesn't say you can't. You, if you pull 200 amps out or 200 amps out of it for two minutes, yeah, you may, you may hurt the pack. Sex is going to be dead. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you, you could hurt it for sure. Or it may not hurt it, but you may only get 50 flights before it really degrades instead of 200 or 150 or whatever you'd normally get. Um, all right, let's go over the, the name of the pack and the approximate per cell IRs that we pulled. And then we'll talk about the advertised C rating and the true C rating. We'll be okay. And we're going to do this at the three cycle mark. We'll do three cycles and then this we'll is then, after the break in. All right. Yes, the three cycle break ins. That what yeah. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because do we have true C ratings for the rest, or no. we have to calculate those? Or is that enough? I think that's enough. And then we'll just talk about how much the, C, the hours went up or down after yeah, right. 10 and Change. 20. Yeah, basically this, this old column. We should have ordered okay. these in lowest to highest. I guess we kind of can. We can, but. It's, um, I mean, we can, yeah, I mean, if you want to, we can. Can you just double click Just on go this? down the list. I can just go down the list and sort them okay. by the. Yeah. Okay. All right. So after the three break-in cycles, we did a test. And this is what we're going to, we're going to show what approximate IRs per battery and then what the, um, Advertised C rating was, and what the true C rating that we pulled from the from our numbers. So coming in here, um, <clears throat> let's just kind of go down the list. Or do you want to go from highest to lowest, or lowest to highest? Let's go lowest to highest. We can. We don't have to change it. We can. I can look at them here and tell. Okay. So after three charger break-in cycles, we go over the IRs, um, the highest to lowest which will then prove the lowest C rating to the highest C rating. Right. Okay? I know it's a little bit backwards there. but um, So in our test, with the batteries that we purchased, that we got our hands on, coming in around 4.25 to 4. 4.5 to 4.7. Yeah, 4.63, 4.7. I see. Yeah, We're just reading off a few of the numbers. Around. We're not going to do every sale. Yeah, we're not going to go over so We'll just kind of do like the low and high. You guys are probably falling right. asleep already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was the Fully Max, this pack. Uh, the Fully Max 70C 12S5000. We were reading anywhere from four and a quarter IRs to 4.7. Yep. The next one on the list is pretty close. Well, let's do the C um, rating as we go. We're just going to get okay, too confusing. So, yeah. So, at so that hours, we calculated the true C rating for that pack to be around 16. 
Wow. So 16C. From an basically, of 70. From a 70C pack. And these are the Amazon ones that you were talking about? These no, are the no, fully max. These are the fully max ones. Okay. Wow. Okay. Going down the list now, um, Gen Z 6S 5000. This is the 60C pack. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the lightest packs. But we were averaging about 3.8. To 4.25 million per cell, mm-hmm. which advertised C rating was 60, but the true C rating we were getting 16.8. Yeah, 16.8. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next ones are kind of close. Uh, we're gonna go with I think the Pulse pack next. Mm-hmm. Coming in um, around 2.8. Six to two point seven. Now mm-hmm. one. Now one thing that I want to note about these pulse packs is the cell matching was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the delta okay. between the cells are yeah, very good. Yeah, we did measure that as well. Yeah. Yes. Now it's very good, but two point seven, two point seven. Let's just say a nominal two point seven milliohms. Andy, yeah, two point two point seven six was the highest one. So one of the batteries was twenty point eight. One and one was twenty point eight five, so it's a so, twenty C pack. Twenty C pack, but twenty point eight five and twenty point eight one—they're very, very matched. Yeah, that's so that two different packs. That's good to note out. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's two different packs in a six. Well, yeah, I'll show you the pack. So it's this pack. It's a twelve S. The two six S packs in here, and for them to match, not just the cells, but then the actual packs shows good build quality, right? Like it shows, you know, some effort in the quality control and, and their matching. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Um, and then taking the lead from that a little bit is the HRB Amazon packs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The wow. cheapest packs, um, one of the lightest packs as well, coming in around 2. 3, 2.29 to 2.4 or 4 or 4. Yep. Damn. 20, yeah. Damn. 21.96C and 22.05. Now, remember, they advertise 50C, and they're getting about a little less than half, mm-hmm. which is way better than when you advertise 70C and you're getting in the 15, 16, right. yeah. you know, 20. Like almost you know? a third. Yeah. 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 Wow. And then when you look at the price, right? Like, huh. Interesting. Right. So these packs, the Pulse and the HRBs, are neck and neck as far as performance, right? We're talking about twenty point five. Yeah, the HRB is actually a little better. <laughs> a little bit better, right? That's now, this is startling well, data. It's to actually me. considerably better because of, of all these packs. We we don't have a like a five C delta on all these. I mean, it's yeah. right from the best of the worst is not as big a difference when you actually go to the true C rating. But yes. that can make a pretty significant difference in your amp draw capabilities. Yeah. Capability. I just want to say this 0.5 or, or one point something on the true C rating is a significant difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then let's see here. And then coming in the lead. So now these last two packs are both Maniacs packs. Um, the 45C packs are averaging on about 1.8... Yeah, I'd say 1.9 to 2.0 yeah. something. 
Yeah, 2.82, 2.02. Yep. Um, so in that high, you know, ones, low two IRs, mm -hmm. and what did they come in as? True C rating for one of the packs was 23.85, and the other one was 24.31. So 45C advertised. So pretty considerable difference between, you know, the 20, call it 22, and then the 24. Yeah, right. And then coming in the lead, um, not surprisingly, just because of what Andy said about weight and just the, the sizes of the cells usually will be oh, the right. performance, is the Maniac 70C 5100s, this, this monster pack that literally weighs three quarters of a pound more than right. most batteries, right? <laughs> um, comes in at around a 1.8, low 1.9. I mean, there's even 1.67 I see, 1.69 I see mm -hmm. here. The 1.6 to 1.9, you know, IRs. Right. And what's the true Which C rating on that? Which gives us 21.95 and 25.29. No, no, you 24.8. 24.95? Yes, yeah, okay. 25.29. Yes, I thought you said twenty one for some reason. Sorry. No, which again is a is a. Well, here's the other thing. So mm -hmm. we got what we call those around twenty five average. Both those together, maybe twenty five point yeah. one, yeah. and the other ones I'm going to call them around twenty four average. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's not as big a difference, but when right. you go look at the weight. Yes. The weight of the 45Cs the is 790 yes. versus 890. 100 grams. 100 grams. Which, as we already spoke, is a considerable difference. Yep. And, and the price of the, you know. Price is different as well. Are, it's not. A little bit different. Not much. Was it yeah, 35 bucks? Yeah. Uh, it's, let's see, 120 for the 45C. And well, two forty. Let's just say, right? Two forty yeah, and then two forty versus two. Yeah, so like fifteen bucks a pack, something like mm -hmm. that. So yeah. it's not. It's an. I would say almost insignificant price difference, but the, but the weight, weight. Holy shit! Oof. The weight's yeah. a huge difference. So yeah. now a lot of people are yelling at the radio or whatever they listen to the podcast on, saying, "Well, this is only after a break-in or you know three mm -hmm. charges." So. so I'm guessing that's why you guys recorded more data after 10, 10 and flights, flights and yeah. 20. Yeah. But um, we're not going to do the true C ratings. We'll, we'll talk about the delta differences between the three charges to the 10 flights and then, then the 20 flights. But overall, the biggest difference that um, in the lowest to highest C rating is, is quite astonishing. You know, the 1598 for fully max to the highest C of 25.29, so almost 10 C difference. Yeah. Which would be 50 yeah. amps on a 5,000 milliamp hour pack. So to, get, to give you an idea, let's... Uh, I'm going to have to check my Gen's Ace packs. I have two that I run on the Oxy-5, and I have been enjoying them. Uh, I'm going to have to do a little t test on mine. I would yeah. say, so the 25 True C, which remember this is conservative and this is you can pull this without damaging or shortening the life 25c true pack on a 5000 milliamp hour would be 125 amps some of you're okay. saying wow that's super low 
that's a continuous load. Continuous draw. You know, yeah. if right. you go to 200, but you're only there for half a second, no big deal. Versus our lowest one was what? Like 16, 16 17. 16C, let's say. So uh, it, well, yeah, or just call it, yeah, 16C. 16 times 5, that's 80 amps. So. 40 amp difference. 40, 45 amp difference. Some of you may think, well, that's not enough to matter. Depending on your flight, you know. There's a lot of flights where I won't, will barely break 100. So it's okay. Now, but I wonder if folks are thinking, like, who cares? (laughs) Like, whatever. (laughs) I fly these packs and they feel perfectly fine for me. Yeah. And that's great. They do feel perfectly fine. And, you know, that's great. Like, your flying style doesn't determine. That you need, um, you know, a quote unquote seventy C pack. Right. There's no need to, right? Then don't buy it, right? Like, don't save your money. Because remember, batteries. These are are consumables, right? It, no matter it how much we look spend. like, I can get a seventy C pack anyway. No, you no. can't. The data. <laughs> no, you can never. But like I said, those are like rated at the cell, like at the battery, without the terminals, without the leads, without all this extra yeah. crap. And and also. Like, like I keep saying, these are kind of conservative. So even though it's a 25C pack and you go out and pull 175, 200 amps on it mm-hmm. to speed hurricanes or whatever. For an, McGrady. You know, yeah. If you, do, if you fly my, like McGrady, the pack may still perform and feel fine. Where I would say is, okay, how many flights do you get out of that pack? Do you yes. get 50, Longevity. 60 flights and then it's it's shit or do you get mm-hmm. 200? Yeah. And that's that's subjective as well. If if you're buying right. them, you want to push them hard and you, you don't care that if you get 75 flights and you're done with it, yeah. 100 that's flights cool. Done. That's, that's fine. completely, perfectly fine. Yep. If you're more conservative and you want to try to maximize the life of your pack, then you might be more interested in this. Yeah. Well, and I think this episode and your your data that you guys come up with also opens the door to other you know pro- uh, products that are out there like a lot of people might just see pulse and think that's it you know or that mm-hmm. never heard of maniacs or these other ones the hrvs or you know who knows yeah. you know where they are in the hobby right yeah definitely i mean i would say fully max maniacs they're all pretty new kids on the block you know right. as far as batteries um HRB, it's probably the last couple of years you started really hearing about them, you know? Yeah, you know, there's so. other brands we haven't heard of that may be as good or better than these. This yeah. is just what was kind of popular and available when we were buying yes. and testing. Yes. And one and thing remember, as far we as... we did this all out of our pocket. <laughs> right. So, you know, no discounts or nothing. We paid all these batteries. I was going to add one thing I always heard about IRs is, and Steve and I used to talk about this, you know, when we're starting out, that... You want to have a relative same number between all the cells. You know, if you come across one the that's balance, yeah, yeah, that's Matched. that's what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. as far as like Matching. what the the, the last number you guys are talking about. That's what I was saying. Like, I mean, the pulse, um, even the maniacs, like the deltas between, right, were really low. Um, yeah. Not I, only between really the none cell, of these packs are, were are really hugely different. I would say. I mean, they're all. Mm, they're all pretty good. Not close. too bad. No. I'm just kind of looking through them here. Some are worse than others, but 
overall, they're not terrible. There's none of them where like one sells 1.5 and the other sells three right. or nothing right, like right, that. Right, right, right. And that's the thing. Like, even though that the fully max was all were coming in as, as very high IRs per sell, they were all relatively matched, though. And that's pretty, a big pretty thing, good. Right? It's one of the ones that's the furthest out I'm looking at. Like it here's is, one that's 4.1 versus 3.59. So it's a pretty good range, but it's still nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So after 10 flights, right? What did we notice with the IRs? Well, I don't know because we didn't. Uh, we don't have any good way to compare this other than just looking through each one of them. So column O is total deltas, total packs from that's 10 total. Times. That's total IR from the tester that we didn't even really. Yeah, but I mean, those numbers would be, I guess, hmm. I don't know how different they are. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. If I tested this battery pack and then tested the same battery pack again, would that that? Yeah, it, it should be. But one of the things that I want to note is um, the fully max that came in at that that high four point two four point five milliohms um, internal resistance went down after ten flights. Went down a considerable amount, like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was reading 3.58 to 3.9 on one pack and, you know, around that 3.6 to 4 on another pack. So, like, it was definitely I noticed a better, um, better IRs as that pack broke in more. Looks like it went way back up, though, after 20 flights. Yeah. So, after 20 flights, <laughs> it did kind of go back up. And I don't know if maybe that's something with the... Testing that kind of got skewed or something. I don't know. It almost matches the break-in ones, though. Yeah. So. Sort of. <laughs> I don't know if the the ten was a skew, but I read whatever I read. I just posted. Right. You know, I'm not gonna. So, if if it is off, it is off. But I did notice that you know the fully max looked like they were going down a little bit. Um. So did most packs. Most packs they went a little some changes. Yeah. Um. Down a little after 10, and then most of them start back up after 20. And they're, from what I'm looking at, by 20, they're almost the same in. as their break-in readings. Or some yeah. are a little lower. Yeah, some, some are a little, little lower, some are a little higher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but overall, um, I think at the 20 flights is when the packs really start settling in. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And and it seems like they're very close to like you're saying to our breaking um, IRs. Yeah, I don't see any uh, that like went crazy after like after twenty flights. I don't see any that you know doubled yeah. in IR or anything. They're yeah, they're basically almost similar to after the three break-in cycles. Yep. And I would expect yeah. them to continue to go up from here. So over time, they will definitely go up. The more cycles, over- it'll eventually slowly creep up. It'll slowly creep up if you don't obviously take care of your batteries. They'll creep up a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I want to note is um, with batteries is the leads. And I, mm-hmm. I do want to make note of this. Um, you can't see it because of the camera. Put in front thing, of your face. There you go. Pulse is way long. They're huge. Now, I did not cut them down. 
I can't cut them down. I can make them shorter, but I wanted to show yeah. the leads with them um, after I just soldered on the connectors. Okay. On the flip side, when I when now this has been changed, and I did have to resolder this once, I believe. So um, these are even shorter than normal, but the Maniacs was super short. Like it was yeah, see, that's, short. that's interesting because my Maniacs, but now these are 6S packs and yeah, not and a stick six, pack, but so. they're, they're as long as any other one I've used. I mean, they're standard length, yeah. I would say. Yeah, so I think on this, they made them too short, but um, this was feedback that was already given to the company, so obviously it, they changed it when this they... This is the HRB. They're, they're about the they're same length long. as well. The yeah. HRB actually has a kind of long balance lead, which... You may or may not like. Yeah. Pulse um, also had a pretty long balance lead, like half of the length of yeah. the actual I don't, lead. I don't mind that. I would rather it be long and then you can tuck it somewhere and it's easier on the charger. Um, a short one maybe won't flop around as much, but sometimes yeah. you can't tuck it in and it can be difficult to get connected to your charger depending on your leads and all that. Their setup, yep. So... Yeah, there you have it. Our uh, battery so what, comparison. What are your final thoughts on these batteries, Steve? And then I'll give mine. Sure. So my primary three batteries that I was testing, just to give, um, because obviously um, we tested different, is uh, I tested the Fully Max, the Pulse, and the Maniacs 5170C. The Maniacs, by far, had the best punch, the best output. I can totally notice that it had more power, and even with the th- weight, you you can tell yes. it had right. Yes, even with the weight, I noticed it had more power, more punch, but it felt also less battery sag at the later part of the flights. Um, the fully max and the poles, they both felt pretty similar to me. Um, they felt the power dropped off pretty quick after mm-hmm. about two and a half, three minutes in the flight. So as the battery starts to go down in capacity it just seemed like the, the punch wasn't there as much um but you know each one of these like i asked for it and it still did what i need to do yeah, right? like i still, still flew fly. my fly it's not I, like it. I still did my collective right. stops i still did everything but um you know the, the maniacs i can i can go a little bit harder on and and i felt that it can it it didn't um degrade on the, the pack's longevity by going so hard, you know, on them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, side note, um, after we did the initial, you know, we've done, we've had these results for a while. Um, you know, af- after this, you know, <laughs> I ended up joining Maniacs um, because, in my opinion, they were the best batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a great team, great warranty, and um, their policies as far as like, you know, if you crash within six months and stuff, they give you some discount and stuff on replacement. So they did have a nice, good customer service aspect of it too. So, right. which, uh, you know, I, I thought was very nice. So I joined that team. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Andy, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, the, I would say, well, okay. The HRBs that I got from yeah, so Amazon. So which three batteries did you test? I so tested the Gentes. The HRBs and the Maniacs 45C, the blue ones we call them. Yep. I think the blue Maniacs are an excellent battery because they're almost the same mm-hmm. 
C rating and performance as the red ones, but they weigh considerably less. They cost a few bucks less also, which is nice. So that'd probably be my top pick of this whole list of batteries, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Um, the HRBs completely surprised the hell out of me. Me too. I was not expecting much. The price is, I mean, is killer. You can yeah. literally buy twice as many of these as anything else. Yeah. That being said, I have heard of people, it's a bit of a gamble. You might mm-hmm. get a bad set. These two that I got were fine. You you know, you may have different results. Which brings me to if customer service is important to you, then these are HRBs are you don't want those. Because they, they you buy them and that's that. Well, does Amazon back can you return through Amazon? If you uh, buy them through Amazon? I mean maybe. But I mean if you if you've had them for three months yeah yeah, yeah. Then, yeah i mean you're not gonna get any help from hrb no. or probably even be able to talk to anyone no. so if that's important to you you know maybe look at one of the other brands mm-hmm. if it's not and you're looking for you know you're on a budget or something they're per- the ones that i have here are pretty damn good batteries for super cheap the performance 75. difference between wow. Those and the Maniacs is not considerable. We're talking two true C difference. So it is a difference, but they're also the lightest and the cheapest. So I was very, very impressed with that. The Gen's Ace is not good at all. It's the lightest one we tested, but but the performance was just not there. One of the worst before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which brings me to another thing I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. If you buy, if we went and bought all these exact same batteries today, we could get vastly different. different results. Yep. For sure. I've had a lot of Gen Ace. They've always been great. They, they were light. They performed well. I wouldn't say they were the highest performance ones out there, but the price was reasonable and they were lightweight. This one is by far the worst one I've ever had. Did it sit in a warehouse for three years or something? No. I don't know. Right. I only, only bought yeah. one of them. So if I went and bought five of them, maybe it'd be better. Yeah. People ask me what batteries to get. And my answer always is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these batteries are, most of them are built in just one or two places in China. So a, a, a brand that is absolutely excellent today may be shitty in a year from now. Who knows? Yep. Yep. Things change. You Things change. Know. This is kind of a snapshot in time of when we bought these. <laughs> so they may or may not yeah. be as good now. Well, I think yeah. that the same could be said for ESCs and motors, you know, like, uh, depends it on where you be, are and what you want to get but, out of them. But batteries, it's way more extreme, I feel. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, uh, where are you in the hobby? Like, are you just starting out? Do you want, do you need something cheap so you could practice your, well, yeah, you know, that's, that's or, or are you competing? Are you like a extreme 3d pilot? Do you need, well, you know, that's true too. I mean, are you crashing and destroying packs every fifth flight? And you're not pushing yeah, them that hard. Then, the you know, expensive. maybe the, right. you know, buy uh, 
eight of the HRBs instead of four of the name, you know, the mm-hmm. more popular ones. Right. Right. You have more batteries, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. I really like these blue Maniacs. They're a little heavier, but they perform yep. really, really well. The uh, best bang for buck. I, I think, think they're one of the best balance. values of all the ones we tested. Bang but for those, the buck and weight wise. Yep. Now, those you've mentioned, uh, a certain pack you can't get anymore. Well, this, uh, the, 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 this 70C pack. It's the older design, older style. It has been replaced, right? It has been something replaced. else. Oh, okay, okay. But no, with a fifty-one hundred milliamp seventy C pack, but it weighs more like your pack. But I mean, it's a different cell configuration and stuff, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's not really like we can't compare it. Like, so it may weigh it may weigh close to the blue ones. But yet I don't still know have ratings. a little bit better C rating. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't know. It Just could. Uh, I don't have one to test. So. Um, okay. You know, my advice, like, just buy it. Just try to buy some, you know, buy a pack, try them. If they're shitty, buy a different brand next time. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I know that's that's not very useful, but that's kind of the way it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should have led with that. (laughs) No, you're right, though, because I've had the experience with, you know, Pulse. I've had uh, good experience, bad experience. I've had good with Gen Zace, like you're saying. Um, but look where I am in the hobby. Like it's fine for me for the weekend stuff I'm doing. Maybe I, I don't see a difference because I'm not pushing them that hard, you know. Right. But yeah. I think this is very like it, for me. Uh, you know, it's very insightful as to Maniacs and their performance along with HRB. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not on top of stuff. I'm not on Heli Freak. I'm not on you know the Hangout Heli Freak. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not there. involved with. No, I'm just saying I'm not sitting in front of uh, you know, the social media and I'm not up on stuff every yeah. two seconds of the day, you know. So like is HRB still in business? I didn't know. You could have said, Yeah, they're out of business. I wouldn't have had any idea. Right. You know, I've heard of maniacs. Um, I'd like to try them out. I don't think I ever even heard of fully max before this. I, so neither. I, I think they're becoming so, I mean, this more, is more popular, which is kinda why I was surprised that they perform so poorly. And, and it could just be the pack that I got. It could be. I could just have a one-off pack. Because, I mean, I know people that they say that, you know, they've been flying fully max and they have, like, Drew. Drew has, like, hundreds of flights on his packs, you know? But I don't, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the most expensive batteries in our test was next to the last in performance. So it's the last. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Third. <clears throat> third to last. Was it yeah, third? But yeah. Yeah. Fully, then gens and impulse. Okay, yeah, I forgot the gens. Yeah, you know, but that's saying but something. But it's considerably expensive, more expensive than the rest. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like considerably more expensive. Not even talking about like the I'm highest. Not talking and about the ten, fifteen bucks. We're talking yeah, about- we're talking about like two fifty on the average for like the other packs to like three fifty, like a hundred dollars yeah. more. Fifty dollars a pack. I mean, that's a big <sighs> difference. Yeah. So. So, have we bored everyone to complete tiers yet? Yeah. I feel like we have. I'm bored of it already. It's a very I'm complex sorry. topic with a lot of numbers. And we'll post this up somewhere. You can look through it. See if we fucked anything up. Let us know about it. We'll blame it on Ian. Mm-hmm. And Why we'll me? move on. 
Uh-huh. Dude, I was doing my my priest or my uh, pastor impersonation there. Uh, I am sorry for sinning against you, pulse packs. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Falwell? Jerry Falwell? I don't know. I know. I'm old. I don't know, I'm old but I'm shit. probably That's someone from the eighties. None of us have probably ever heard somebody, of. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Before I get all Sam Kinison on your ass, what are oh, we doing boy. next? Ian's tech tip. Ian's. Oh, geez. No, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a bad Kinison, actually. Yeah. No, that was actually very close. All right. For uh, this week's tech tip, um, this one was brought to me by uh, Mark Ritchie. And Wait, um, this isn't Ian's tech tip, it's Mark Ritchie's tech tip. I love yeah. it. it. It's a borrowed tech tip. Um, all right. Uh, he had sent me a, uh, a message on Facebook uh, over the Christmas break, you know, on top of uh, w- wishing me um, a Merry Christmas, of course. Um, he said, uh, Hey, got a tech tip for you. When assembling those uh, small thrust bearings in the tail assembly and trying to grease them, it can get very awkward to hold them. Um, What he ended up doing is um, he had taken a drill bit and line it up as, you know, try to get it as close as you can as far as the size of it to like the the feathering shaft so that they slide on there. But uh, he takes a piece of, uh, electrical tape to kind of create kind of a stop to it and you can actually hold the the thrust bearings together on the the actual uh the drill bit the the shank into the drill bit and um you can you can hold them you can grease them and i also found out from uh getting the black nitro together that you can actually insert them into the grip as well um how, how I grease them? I've got I've actually got a uh, one of those large syringes filled with uh, marine grease is what I use, and I pretty much did the same thing. I I found a drill bit that was uh, you know to the same size uh, diameter as the inner diameter of the uh, of the thrust bearings, which was well, of course they're going to be the same size feathering shaft, but I. Uh, um, I got the the inner races of the bearings. I uh, put a little bit of grease on there, uh, slid the actual one of the races down, and then I put the the actual bearing down on that and gave it a few uh, dabs of the the marine grease, and then slide the other half of it on there. Uh, you'll have to go buy the manual as far as uh, which one of the outer races of the bearings has to go first on the actual you know in the grip. Uh, no, you don't. Put the biggest ID in, and the small ID on the outside. Okay, it's always the same. <clears throat> I can never remember, so it's like I, I always go by the manual on that one. So it's just better to be safer than sorry. But um, I just put a little dab on the actual bearings themselves, get them together, and uh, I actually inserted the you know the thrust bearings into the grip by using that method. Um, and it, it it's it worked out pretty good. I I did it on the black nitro. Um, I want to say either Monday or Tuesday I did that. So it turned it turned out to be pretty awesome, and that was definitely a great tech tip. And uh, <clears throat> you guys uh, 
have any other tech tips out there you would like to share, hey, shoot me a message and uh, we'll see if we can't get it on the next show. He's already run out of ideas, so help him out. I know. Yeah. I can I can add to that tech tip also. Oh, yeah? What's yeah. My cheap advice is uh, since most of these helicopters are, or all of them are done with the, you know, European or millimeter size everything, get yourself a set of, uh, you know, metric drill bits. I, I tend to use them more often than I thought I was going to use them. Right. Yeah. And they're I, on Amazon. They're dirt cheap. I mean, probably 15 bucks or something. I use the same tool that I use to build these helicopters. What tool is that? This is a tool I use. Oh, uh, I got I put nine in, backups if I break it. Yeah. I don't need nine backups. I need just one. But <laughs> what I do is I put the, the smaller inner race, right? The one that goes on the outside in. Yep. And I put the uh, bearing and then I grease the crap out of it. And I put the bigger one in. And I take this whole thing and I put it into the spindle and I just let it all slide down. Yeah, see, that's this, the way I do it. This keys yeah. into the spindle, right? The tip, yeah. 1.5 millimeter. You can do 1.5 to if you want to do like uh, 700 bearings, main grips. doesn't matter. For like for tail bearings, I do 1.5 and this will fit right in and it'll slide right down. I'll take another thing and just kind of push it down, put the right. bolt on and call it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it flops in here because then when you put it in the thing, it kind of like self-aligns itself into it and you know this is something that you have while you're working on heli so you can just hold mm-hmm. it and do it put it in you know you don't need to have an extra tool to make or or whatever but yeah i That's also right i also like to position the first you know race as i want to put it in there and then drop it in and watch it flip over to the opposite side <laughs> 1000 percent of the time oh, yeah i like, so you gotta to, install I like it backwards and then yeah. it'll flip over the right way right right no you think that's what's gonna happen but oh. that's the one time it goes <laughs> it in no, you, you guys are doing over. it all wrong you set the grip or the hub on the table and then you get back at the other side and you start throwing them <laughs> throwing you Check just them. keep going till you get it i mean it's easy yeah Maybe that's why Steve Show's still working on stuff. Maybe he's doing these methods. <laughs> In the, on the carpet looking for that damn race. <laughs> bearing races. Oh, yeah. bearing races. Uh, all right. Cool. Cool. Very good. Let's, let's move it on then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's move it on. Let's go ahead and move it on. News and announcements. All right. News. And. Announcements. Got some new blade helis. You guys right. remember Blade, right? Oh, they still yeah. make helis? They, yep. they, make, they make some toy helis. I mean, some hobby grade They got some new <laughs> smart helis. These are, I don't know, they call them Fusion or... One's a Fusion, one's just a smart. The 150S Smart Bind and Fly Basic with AS3X and Safe. Which, which dude, should be like replaced with, like, yeah and good luck. You know, because on on these size helis, this shit does almost nothing for me. I don't know. Just may, might just be me. I um, mean, the I disagree does. with you completely. Yeah. Mm. On these little helis, it's even more important because yeah. th- these are geared toward beginners and and stuff. So that safe can help someone build their confidence and not smash it ten seconds into I the flight. Rescue. But I'm not a beginner. I'm an idiot. Well, this ain't for you, dumbass. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, then I'm going to look at it. <laughs> so you're an advanced pilot. It's just ready for in intermediate pilot. Yeah. But the um, the most breaking news of these whole things, there's a 150S and a Fusion mm, 180. Indeed. If you pre-order today, you get a free blade hat. <gasps> what? No way. Yeah. While supplies last, you get a hat. Don't Stop delay. That. And if you look at this hat, you can definitely see yourself in it because it's like. It's a styling. It's, it's what the kids are wearing. It's <laughs> that it cool? kind of style. It's cool. Let me run through them real quick. The 150S first sells for $229.99, so $230. Bucks. It's a fully assembled 155 millimeter composite plastic main rotor blades, 65 millimeter tail blades. It has a Spectrum AR6250 or the 6250 MHX fly barless controller and receiver. It's got little bitty Metal Gear Micro Heli servos. So that's kind of nice. They went away from those little linear piece of crap that they used to have. Yeah. You breathe on them, they break. Yeah. Uh So, I mean, this this ain't bad. It'd probably Uh be good. It's... um, Requires, you know, obviously a six or seven channel transmitter. Flies on a 3S, 400 to 500 milliamp hour battery. It's got safe, you know. So, like I said, while Kevin hates that, you might like it if you're not super confident. You can practice with this, auto level, all that kind of stuff. Panic recovery mode. All that crap. I'm not saying I hate it. You just said you hate it. (laughs) No, I just went on a big, long old man rant about how much you hate it. I said that at this size helicopter, it's really not going to help me because it's so damn fast. This size helicopter is not going to do anything for you anyway because you're too damn old to see it. This is for young people. I need to fly this through a glasses filled with jello so I can see it. So you know, those giant <laughs> Inspector Clouseau magnifying glasses to watch it through. All right. I thought the Fusion series was like their build series. So the Fusion, let's go to it. The Fusion 180. Yeah. Now this one I hate. <laughs> oh my God. No. I don't we know. Had, is, I think Fusion just means it's like the higher end. This one sells for 280 bucks. Again, it's factory assembled. It's got what 180 millimeter blades. Does it say anywhere? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a traditionally it, it flies on a 4S 450 milliamp hour battery. It's got the uh, sub micro digital metal geared heli servos, 15 amp ESC. It's got the 6250 MHX fly barless controller. It's a 180. You know, it's a uh, kind of Getting my attention though on both of these models is the batteries, the this the the S size on the belt, both both of these, like the small one fifty is a three S. This is a four S one eighty. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be pretty beefy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna have some good power, but I don't know. For those thirty seconds, Wait, no, I'm sure. Time. I'm sure it's probably. Better than 30 seconds, but you do get a hat with this one too for yeah. free. Yep. I like the hat. I don't know. I see this as a step up. I don't know what the 150 is for, really, but I see the 180 as probably a step up from like a 230. 
This is well the 180s belt driven tail too. I remember the 180 that Steve and I both had was torque tube back in the day. This seems, and that was definitely not 4s. Yeah, no, that was three. Yeah. Well, well, I guess what I'm getting at is if you're get a 230, I don't, do they even still have the 230? And you're learning, and yeah, you, you get they confident do. with it, flying it around. I mean, this could be a step up. <clears throat> still use your spectrum the, transmitter. It still has the safe if you you yeah. know panic and need it. But it's going to be a little more performance. It's definitely what I see as far as like people who do bottom five planes want to get into helicopters. Mm-hmm. You know, the two thirty, the one eighty, even the one fifty, and the smaller ones. They're all, I think, trying to introduce helicopters to either new people or to airplane folks. Yeah, well, and yeah, that's fine. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're a spectrum yeah. guy and you've got a bunch of foamies and you're yeah. getting into it, I mean, it makes sense. You buy this two hundred eighty bucks and you're you can fly, get a battery. You don't have to build anything. You don't have to try to learn how to set it up or none of that stuff. Yeah, and so, that's the hard part. It's building, that, I think up, there's yeah. still a market for these. I don't know. I do think so, too. Yeah. They still have the 230, Andy, and it's now they have a – instead of V2, they have a, like a V3. It's called the Smart. Okay, cool. Fly. had that yeah. for – Nice. I'm glad they still have that. That's a very a good beginner, Ellie. And that's 250, that one. I mean, I, I don't know. I would still would think I yeah, would go with that one. Yeah, but this is more performant than uh, – Oh, that's true. Yeah, with the belt driven tail, and yeah, that's more like a yep. Yeah. True. So, yep. If you're into blade helis, go check it out. Yep. All right. What else we got? That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Let's move it on. What's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Andy? Sam, some more. I might fly. We got snow on the ground right now, so I don't know. It'll probably melt tomorrow. Uh, I mean, I could say I'm going to build something, but you know, I don't want to get your hopes up. So I'll just say I'm going to try to sim more and maybe fly some this week. And that's it. Don't you have a couple of new kits you could build? Yeah, a couple, three, four, five, <clears throat> half dozen. Oh boy, it's a hobby shop worth, you know. <laughs> Awesome. Well, so, right. I don't, I don't want to, you know, get compared to Steve Shaw. So I'm not going to say that mm. they're almost ready or I'm doing Very anything. I'm just saying when I get around to it, I'll get around to it. See where Steve always screws up is he's like, oh yeah, it's almost ready. We'll You'll see it, it soon. We'll see it soon. It's almost done. <laughs> nice. Okay. What about you? Who's next? Who's next? Me? Yeah, you. Grouchy old uh, fuck. This just... weekend coming up. I got an invitation from Jeff Biter, who's in Sebring, Florida, and nice. I think he flies with Gina and a whole bunch of people out there. Yeah. So if the weather is, you know, accommodating, I'm gonna take a ride out there and do some flying with those. Don't cats let Frank hear you. Out there, yeah, I know. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, I love you, man. Frank, how far is Sebring from you? Don't tell me it's two hours. It's two hours. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, I think two hours. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's an hour, actually. Yeah, it's got to be shorter, hours. right? Miami yeah. is pretty far down there. so Cool. But yeah, slowly branching out from my local area. I'm trying to talk Steve Shaw into making it out there for an appearance. Mm. So we'll see. It'd be cool. It'd definitely be cool to check out uh, you know, a different flying field Yeah. in Florida. Plus, we get to catch up with, you know, Gina, 
Yeah. And, and Jeff. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, what about you, awesome. Steve? Uh, I got this 580 raw to build. Um, nice. So build that, maiden, try to get some flying um, this weekend. I did do some wrenching on the Black Thunder, Black Nitro, sorry, Black Nitro 700 that I forgot to mention. And I forgot to mention oh, yeah? this, I think, um, why I need to wrench on this helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, several weeks ago, I brought it up to the field. And I think it was during the during our break, our holiday break, and I was throwing down this awesome flight on it. Like I was having fun. It was like kind of like you know with the raw. It's just these goblin nitros, man. They just fly great for me. I love the way they fly. And I was having a great time. And I kind of like was doing something, and I kind of like reset to like just a hover. And I'm like, and I just hear a pop, like boop. And I was like, oh. I just stalled. Okay, auto. And I autoed it down. And, you know, no damage or nothing. Didn't even tip over nothing and landed fine. And I'm like, oh, what the hell went wrong? Oh, let me try starting it. And I'm like, it's like, bark, 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 like making really throaty deep sound. I'm like, whoa, that, that sounds like I'm full throttle or something, you know, like like the carb's fully open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the carb fell off. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, so it's a YS, YS91 Turek motor. Carbless. The yeah, carbless with the power tune and the OS carb. And the power tune has two bolts and those two bolts went boop. It's just loosened up or whatever. So I it popped and when it popped, I guess the carb just like you know, popped. How many carbs have you had come loose in the last couple of years? Just curious. Two. But one was because the motor was I'm gonna say was rebuilt with the three, right? It was the all one that, Urcha, that one motor was the one while back, and this is the third one. Same motor, and this is. I ain't uh, arguing about the same motor. motor. I'm talking about how many times have you tightened the carb up? <laughs> yeah, but the first two times was the first two times was not. It's, it was because the bolt was the wrong bolt. It was a shoulder bolt. It would never tighten that. Don't blame the bolt. You're the one that put it together. <laughs> I guess I put the same bolt I took out there. <laughs> I guess. Well, <laughs> you know, and I didn't know it was not supposed to be a shoulder bolt. <laughs> That's what was in there. Wow, he's a. Uh, I can you should that. run for office, Steve. You're a master deflector. I am. Just keep <laughs> gas prices higher or lower. Yeah. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I've only had the carb come off once. But um, oh. but yeah, yeah. So this YS one, um, I don't know. It popped off, but that helicopter's been flying for a while, and it's also been sitting for a long, long time now. So I'm surprised more things than fall off this helicopter when I flew it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's been on the wall for a year. It's a chill out. Last year was the last time I flew it, and then, you know. Oh, wow. Steve flies and nothing falls off. He's like, wow, it's a good day. Wasn't expecting <laughs> yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Is that it? That's it for me. What about Ian? Um... Well, uh, I'm going to be uh, on Discord as always. Um, going to do a little bit of wrenching. Not much. Nothing really much to do. Um, but I am going to get my ass out to the field on Saturday and get this maiden done. So that's like my biggest goal this week. And try to catch up on some sleep. Um uh, been been doing some really ridiculous hours so i'm gonna try to take it a little easy this week 
um this past weekend i did like two 16 hour shifts like back to back so <laughs> i'm like wiped out Damn. dude don't you work in a hospital uh no i uh i work in uh, nursing facilities oh a nursing facility okay well aren't there beds there <laughs> mm, i would not sleep in some of those <laughs> okay. so, oh well don't you clean the beds well, that's yeah. why he doesn't want to sleep. That's in those why beds. he won't sleep in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. dude. All right, I get it. Did that once, never again. It's like I'll risk death, death going home. Damn. Especially snowstorms. Wow. Wow. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I've got this week. Oh, and then uh, patiently wait for uh, this package from Steve to come in. Yes. Cool. We'll hear about it next good. week. Absolutely, and uh, stay tuned for uh, more projects. More tech tips. More, Yeah, I was about to say more tech tips or more projects. What are we? More projects. More projects. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, I'm pulling the trigger on something. Something I've been waiting to build. Okay. Okay. Okay, listener pipeline. Let's move it on. Do we have any? Of course. Do we? Yeah. Nice. We got at least two. Heck yeah. Okay. Yep. So much for catching up on sleep. Oh, was that Chris Reams or was that Gray Eagle I think Jr.? That was Gray Eagle. Wow. Hi, Gray Eagle. <laughs> Thanks for the nightmares. Happy 17 2020. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Well, he's timing. Hey, my friends at the Free Fall RC podcast, what's up, boys? I got to call in and make a couple of comments. Uh, this guy, Steve, called in, and I want to say he really nailed it. But, you know, he nailed it, but he sugarcoated it. He said that he listened to the last podcast, the last show in December, and he said that the Felice Navi sucked. Guys, I'm mm. not. I'm not kidding, man. That fleece Navidad is the worst fleece Navidad I've ever heard in my life. It may have been Spanish. It may not have been. We don't know what it was, but it sucks. The big wiener is all we can say in South Florida. <laughs> and the bad part is, I think that my AV guy actually picked it out. Disgraceful. Mm. Yeah, definitely disgraceful. Next he thing did. is Sean Hall. Man, that guy is full of energy, isn't he? High energy, mm-hmm. no sleep yeah. kind of guy. But he is just rocking and rolling from start to finish. So I really did enjoy his uh, his part of the podcast. We've got to move on to Ian's tool tips. Did you have a good tool tip this weekend? I mean, the boys are really not showing you much love. They're uh, they're sort of really selling you a bit short, Ian. So I'm hoping you gain some respect back from them this week instead of Andy just saying, "Well, uh, another episode of nothing." What the hell, Andy? Okay, next thing is I got to say that uh, Andy doesn't miss much, you know. He commented on something about, uh, no, wait a minute, let's back up a minute. Did Steve say he was going to have three helicopters? He had three that were flyable. Uh, and, and somehow I'm having a technical issue with my fireball, so uh, let me back up. Oh. i got two that are flyable and one that uh, i got some sort of a, a noise that I'm not liking. But uh, So it's not flyable yet, but this weekend maybe there's a chance. Uh, so I've kind of moved on. I've actually got another goblin that uh, – that will probably, very likely, very, very likely to be in the air this weekend, very, very soon. <laughs> also, I went in to talk to my boss and her boss last Thursday morning, and I said, you know, 
it's been fun working here, but I'm not going to do it anymore. And so I quit. <laughs> and, and truly, I said, I quit. I'm done. I'm retired. You call it whatever you want to call it, but I'm not going to be coming here to work anymore. Uh, but in the typical fashion that I do some things, <clears throat> I said, on or before April the 19th, I quit. <clears throat> Unless I decide possibly to extend that departure a little bit longer. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> but stay tuned, boys. Anyway, that's it. Hope y'all are doing well. Man, is it cool in Florida? I mean, cold. A bone-chilling 59 degrees tonight. Hope the rest of y'all in the world are staying a little bit warmer. See ya. Now, can the listeners fully understand what I have to deal with? Did you irritate him so bad he quit his job? Well, yes and no. (laughs) He was going to quit anyway. Um, But you understand what I go through? Like this is the yeah. way he, this is the way he announced that he quit his job to me, called me up after work, but I don't know, six, six thirty. Hey, I just want to tell you, I spoke to, you know, all the bosses above me and I quit. I'm done. Um, you know, that's it. Um, I'm, I'm out the door. I'm, I, I thought I was going to last till September, but it's not going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, 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 and then he's like, I gotta go see you later. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. And click <laughs> hangs up. So I, I text my wife. I'm like, Steve just told me quick. She's like, well, did he give two weeks? Did he give four weeks? Is he coming back tomorrow? Like what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. So I start texting. I'm like, dude, you can't leave me hanging like that. Like, are you, are you coming back tomorrow or whatever? No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. It's, uh, you know, on or before April 19th or possibly but, but maybe, after. Maybe not. Maybe and later. And then I'm like, well, that's exactly what I So it could exactly be any time between April 19th and the next three yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, so nothing's different. You got me all fired up for nothing. Yeah. It's like what a, a dick. <laughs> no. All right. He, he doesn't mean it to be a dick. I know. I just like giving him a hard time. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he'll call up and be like, fuck off, Andy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he will. He will. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Is that mm, it. That's it. Okay, let's wrap it up. We got a right helicopter up. to build. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Facebook likes. We are at one thousand three hundred ninety-six new likes. Is one. Okay. OMP hobby. All right. Woo. Nice. The makers of this little thing. I just crashed into my monitor. Great. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Facebook comments. What do we got? Dude, we got some Facebook comments. One was mm. on last week's episode with Sean Hall, which was a great episode. I, I enjoyed that yeah, a lot. Good. Yeah, that, that, that was, was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yep. To uh, talk to him. Uh, great Eagle Jr. said it's 3311 p.m. Something of placement. Showing a content goodie sack all. Uh, don't know what that means. Jason Selzman said, hey, guys, I'm currently listening to this episode right now. And thanks for mentioning my comment. I commented that the clone show. Uh, I commented on that clone show only because I had just listened to that episode. And personally, I don't know anything about that Tron situation. I have just been researching all the different brands for my next kit. Anyways, I think Andy just said I should have started with free fall first on that 
I think I started to listen to you guys once and thought this was an RC car podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I listened to Telerotor. That's where I hear Freefall was a heli podcast. Okay. Thanks, Jason. I'm sorry you had to endure that Telerotor. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Tell you rotor. I don't even know what's going on with them. It's a jet uh, podcast now. You haven't heard? Yes. Telewoosh, yeah. right? Telewoosh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jets and motorcycles. Jets, jets yeah, and motorcycles. mostly motorcycles. A little bit of yeah. jets. And domestic steel. Yeah, and trips to the hospital. It's going to empty soon. It's going to stop soon. So he gets his motorcycle license as well. So. No, yeah, yeah. They were talking about that Friday night. Uh, Jordan McFarlane said, since y'all were wondering about dates for the Marshall Ranch Fun Fly in Livermore, California. He doesn't sound like that. I know. He said he y'all. So. Head, so. so, Heli Beaters Fun Fly 2022 is February 24th to 27th. That's on Patterson Pass Road, 8433 Patterson Pass in Livermore, California. Actually, he might sound like that. He is a farmer. He grows citrus, have, I think. <laughs> okay. And that Facebook link has zero friends and 102 guests. Uh, Andy, you said thank you. I don't think I can swing by this year, but I'd love to come probably next year. Mm-hmm. Jordan said, oh, man. Oh, man. It's going to be epic this year for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to go out there. But that said, I'm sure it will be a better event next year. I hope so. I'm going to try to go next year. Steve said he'd, he'd love to make the event maybe next year as well. You want to go, Steve, next year? Yeah, I think this year I'm going to try to, like, I'm going to go with the Heliheads guys to, to um, Arizona. But mm-hmm. I think next year we should all, with those guys as well, try to go up to I agree. Ed Marshall. I think that'd be a fun one. Let's do it. Cool. Yeah. Mm, Greg Jr. said, Sean Hall, celebration enthusiastically DNA hack TV. Sean Hall said, Hey. And Greg Eagle said, Woo. Thank you, <laughs> Al Gore, for creating the internet. And uh, Ian posted a meme Sean flying in 1982 with a clip from the movie he was in. Uh, and then Sean flying in 2022 with a picture of a sad face and his wife looking looking out the window. That's pretty epic, dude. Mm. With the <laughs> heli crash in the yard. Yeah, that was pretty good. And yeah, uh, also Ian posted me. I don't need to clean the nitro. It's, it's not dirty. The NX4. It's the slime monster from Next Generation. Next Generation? Yeah, Star Trek. I thought it was the it looks original. like the original series to me, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, no, no. Kevin probably knows. He's a nerd. That was the episode where Tasha Yar got killed by the slime monster. Okay. See, I told you you would know. Because that actress wanted know to who pursue. The hell that is. It's a red, a red shirt, I'm guessing? No, no. no she was knows. head of security before Worf. And uh, then okay. she wanted to pursue other acting things like Pet Cemetery, and decided to leave the show. Anyway, oh, that's what's her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white person, Crosby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The white person, yeah, 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 yeah. the white person. Yeah, before Worf. Yeah, all right. So, I posted something I thought was truly amazing. This guy made a three ducted fan motor with it's pretty cool looking, 
with uh, diversionary vectoring on the tail, and he modeled it into like a Star Wars vehicle. So it does vertical takeoff, but then you have to watch this thing fly because he starts to put it in like an upright orientation where it's pointed Mm -hmm. straight up. Yeah, it's amazing. And then he's pirouetting it around, and it was really cool. You got to watch the video. I was I was blown away. Cool. So I mean, it's like something out of uh, the Avengers almost too, you know, yeah. in a way. I do. Which, I love the vertical takeoff, like just uh, like you know the Harrier style, like just going straight yeah. up like that. That's so cool. But then he rotated the model on its tail like ninety degrees, and he's yeah. just sitting there and he's and hovering. So like, so perfectly still, and then yeah, hovering, and then I'm sure he had gyros and, and stuff. He he had oh yeah, stuff up. but yeah, but just great engineering in that. And did you notice like he made it look like Star Wars? He had like a little R2 on it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. So that's what I saw on Facebook. Nice. Okay, uh, listener post. I don't know. I don't, I don't see any. I don't see anything new. But I don't I thought we had something, but I guess not. Yeah, uh, last one's from Rybert from a couple weeks ago. So all right. Uh website comments. <clears throat> I don't think we have that. anything. Do we? I think we did because I remember forwarding. Oh yeah, we did. Now. Uh, Got it. No, but I can get it. If you give me like twenty minutes. Ah, oh, boy, I'll get it. Twenty minutes. I'm gonna work tomorrow, dude. Oh, it's right. from Jordan McFarlane. Yeah, it's the Marshall yeah, Ranch yeah. Haley Funfire dates. Yes. Okay. So thanks, Jordan. We already went over, so thanks, Jordan. Okay, uh, let's see. People of Podbean. All right, people of Podbean. We had uh, Steve, like episode 307. Here we go again. Gray Eagle started following us twice. Nick Musco fo- started following us. Brian Bird's th- Birdsong started following us. Uh, PP Geo Shaka Zulu started following us. I don't know. It's a collaboration of numbers and letters. Mike Welch and Gray Eagle Jr. liked episode 308, Sean Hall. So did Alan Jenkins. And Heli Man liked episode 302, Questions. And 303, Black Friday. Nice. So thanks, everybody. Awesome. And we got some comments. Mm, I'll bet we did. All right. So from someone named Steve, great name, by the way, six days ago said, hey, knuckleheads, longtime <laughs> listener, first time caller. Another great episode and all the best for 22. Um, regarding the numbers of downloads versus likes, remember, most people only make noise when they are not happy. And no way are you guys causing that. <laughs> Keep up the great effort. Steve from New Zealand. Oh, wow. Thanks, yeah. I All guess. Right. What was that? Thanks, Steve. No way, Andy. This is like the first Steve I actually like. Yeah. Oh, seriously. wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I'm sure uh, he'll piss me off just like all the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give it time. <laughs> just give it time. I mean, he is a yeah. Steve after all. Uh, <laughs> all right. Five days ago, Gray Eagle Jr. Excellent luck, wisdom, well, and abundant sauce. TikTok greatness for hobby wing enjoyment. Episode 307. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I'm guessing from the 
the picture and his name, it's Jordan. Um, what's his last name again? McFarlane. McFarlane, 556, or Jordan MDF556 says, here's a link to the event page for Marshall's Ranch Fun Flight in Livermore Tower. And then there's a link. And the dates are February 24th to 27th, which you just said. See, Jordan does it right. He hit us on every possible Everything. avenue so yes. we get right. these dates out. Heck yeah. That's the way to do it. All right. Uh, Grego Jr., four days ago, celebrity Sean Halloween. Hack that TV. Travel safety dance. Travel all around. Up, down, low. Mow down that hello, all my friends. All Word. Right. That was for episode 308. Uh Let's see if another one for episode 38. Hernia, four days ago, says, No, bolts were fine. Scorpion tool was soft and rounded out. So you know I was talking he, about. Yeah, he, he commented a while back that he had some issues with the scorpion tools that um, he bought one after using an MMP oh, driver. Oh, it, was, it, yeah, it rounded okay. out. It rounded the tool out before, like, you know, normally we were mm-hmm. saying that it rounded the. We always round out like the 1.5 before the tool, but mm-hmm. he said his has got rounded out. Um, you should contact Scorpion. They'll send you a replacement tip. Did he get a second one that did the same thing? If I remember uh, right. Talk, yeah, maybe. Talk talk to Scorpion. Hit up George's, the owner. He'll, he'll make it right. And last but not least, we have Angelo Almasari. Four days ago. To episode 308, Sean Hall, GQ. That's nice. all Awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. iTunes review. What do we have? Nothing new on iTunes. Oh, nice. fantastic. Nothing. Cool. Oh, man. So, so, you know, drop us, in, uh, drop us an iTunes review. Email us, yeah. like us on Facebook. Check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.show. You know, all that fun stuff. The show. Check out our fellow podcasters. You know the names. Hey, Chris. If not, listen to ep- episode, I don't know, 299, 300. <laughs> Any one of those episodes <laughs> we have in there. Go yeah. listen to one of them. All right. And don't forget to check out Bill Ann's YouTube bam, channel. Okay. Check them out. <laughs> Thanks to our listeners. Free Air Sky. And we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Dave. Oh, I forgot to say that. I bought a phone last um, On last episode, I bought a phone. And I found it. Nice. Right. Take that flipping shirt off. How dare you? Dude, if I could punch somebody through the internet, oh, I'm wearing the right it shirt. would be Bill Ann first and you second. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> That'd be better. No. Oh, dude, well, that's you know, much better. Oh, dude, no, yeah, it'd actually be stuff. funny if I put this on it. Yes, please. Put this on. <laughs> Because anybody that knows will know, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I probably didn't do it right. No, I don't. Yeah, blame Kevin. Maybe because, no, it said it was ringing other participants. What the hell did I do? I don't know, but it's your fault, I'm sure.
showed up. Oh, oh man. It's like the second level's high, but the first level's like way too high. That's audio terms. <laughs> That's oh, all my audio. Problem. I see the All problem. my training and audio. Windows took it upon itself to fuck with my settings. Is this any better? There, that yeah, is way better. the yeah. end we know and love. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Fucking Windows. Yep. Fucking mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Yeah, Whittle. Windows 11 comes along, starts messing with your shit. Like, flicks it around back and forth. That's pretty good. I mean, it's a little tiny hammer, but I, he's, uh, he's choked oh. up on it, but I still wouldn't do that. <laughs> you say he's choked up on his tiny hammer? He's to- choked, <laughs> he's choked up, up on his, his tiny, tiny hammer. Damn. Yep. And he's still hammering with it. Oh, hell. Damn. You know what they away. say. <laughs> little hammer, little little errors. Little hammer, little problem. Small hammer means you got to hammer faster. Yeah. I'm Small hammer. Small hammer means small mistakes. No, what? <laughs> Nobody said that. I just did. I'm gonna put that on the t-shirt. Small <laughs> hammer, small mistakes. Kevin Teshner. <laughs> there you go. Yes. I'm gonna pass them out at Home Depot. Yeah. Oh fuck. <clears throat> Oh my god, please do that. That'd be awesome. I don't normally keep my batteries in the house. Mine sit closest to the furnace. That's the spot. Mine sit on the furnace. Yeah. Damn. Andy got me beat. Keep them warm. Mine mine are submerged in water. Just in case they burst into flames. In water. Ow. I stored mine under my couch. I store mine under my neighbor's couch. <laughs> <laughs> I store mine in my dog's dog food bowl. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Just kidding. I don't do that. I'm an idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to try it out, but I got that that beta app thingy. Oh. So. Oh shit, dude. Dude, are you still talking? <laughs> he can't help it. He's oh a fucking God. idiot. That was so freaking great. He's like, we talk at I the forgot. End of the show when I we forgot. Do the music and we fade our. No, out. I forgot. Last episode, I bought a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so damn funny. Oh shit! I forgot to talk about it. I hate you, Steve. <laughs> Oh man, oh, dude! Steve has only so much favorite favorites on the show, so like, it's like a blob. It moves from me to you, so now you completely hate him. But I love the fact that he said that. It'll move back around. No, the funniest part was you laughing because you knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> yeah, trying to record the music, and Steve's just like, bah, 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 on the phone. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> that was so great. Oh, by the way, I bought a phone. I forgot to say. <laughs> that was over. I don't care about that music. Last, last episode, <laughs> bought a phone. Well, he's every he was buying something every episode. Every episode, <laughs> too. I didn't buy That's what I was laughing episode. at. <laughs> uh, 